On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the dudes will talk about some new words and stuff before revealing a new line of Star Wars Funko Pops. They'll then move into a breakdown of Star Wars number 5 and the new canon bits it adds to the franchise, such as the fact that Luke loves sand. For real. They'll also talk about the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, a new Cassian show casting, before getting into this week's fan segment topics. These include an update on the Battle of the Basics bracket, fan responses to this week's Question of the Week, which is about Star Wars video games, and of course, the top 5 plus 1 Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. Everybody, yo, yo, Liam, what is up, Sir Dork? How's it going? Matt and Nick are back for a brand new and fresh, never stinky episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Woohoo! How's it going, everybody? I am on a three week break during a pandemic. My wife's less to work, and I have a four year old. So, you guys figure that out. It's going to be interesting. I might be going nuts by week three, but I'm here. We're ready to talk, and with the time off, I may actually get the hats up on the site, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah, the hats may go up. You know, <laughs> Matt's doing his his back-end magic to get a sh- uh, an actual shop up on StarWarsTime.net. I, I, I will <coughs> yeah. say this, like, when we launched SWT in November of, what, 2018 now? Like, not for a second were we like, yeah, we, we're going to need to put a store on this thing. <laughs> we're Like, never even occurred to us, so... The fact that yeah, I still think it's ridiculous. Yeah. But hey, you know the fact that that's they happening, have they have spoken right. It's it's interesting, and you know we're so we'll we'll get the hats thing going, and like Matt mentioned before, eventually we will look at a Teespring or a tea turtle or one of those things. <laughs> yeah, why not? So we know at least these three people in the chat they'll they'll support. Yeah, it. you know what? If we get yeah. if we get three T-shirts bought, then we know we did our job. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, I'm trying to recover here. I think I literally swallowed a pubic hair right before we went live. There we go. So Matt, so as you can hear out. or even see. <laughs> I am struggling right now. Like there's something down the left side of my throat that is making it very hard to focus. <laughs> I'm I'm even tearing up now. And oh, okay, here we go. He's just right. tearing up because of all the. I'll support tell you. Yeah, I got to quit community. blowing dudes right before the show starts. Yeah. That is not the smartest thing to do. Okay. Either after or you know <laughs> a few hours before. You gotta get those. Uh, so we're getting a question about the hats. Yes, these hats are the same style. But Jared, you can always tell everyone that you have a first run limited edition fando yeah. asshole branded hat i will right? say so. that we are because i have <clears throat> such an odd head that just doesn't work with regular hats um we we will possibly be doing a beanie run similar to what i'm wearing here i mean this is a legend of zelda one but um we may get some swt beanies out there in the wild eventually yeah yeah i I like that idea so uh those of you that live in colder parts of the world if you're not gone by then and you know we don't say that lightly but these days especially if you live in the states it's a crapshoot i think (laughs) we've we've now hit the stat where one in 66 are infected oh Uh, so basically just go uh, walk around the mall if you're if you want to and maybe you can get it you never know you can add yourself uh but yeah yeah some some beanies some shirts from teesprings one day we'll be like sir dork and have a fully functional store there we go selling our merch 
like pimps. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. So yes, the hats will be coming sooner rather than later, hopefully, and then beanies a little bit after that, and then the, I'll, I'll look into the Teespring and the tea turtle stuff. Oh, look, me. see, Nick, Nick's blowing dudes too. It's it's a problem we have over at the Star Wars time show. We gotta we get go things live. done here. <laughs> yeah, get that old hezmo down the throat. Jesus, I, I'm just now almost back to being able to talk normally without feeling like I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, so just in time for Bossagen to join in. There we go. Who is going to get talked about in the uh, fan question of the week? So as we always do, or as we've done under the Star Wars time show. 19 era which is essentially when covid hit lockdown and we're like hey let's start doing live streams give some people some shit to look at make fun of or get bored of and turn off as quickly as they tuned into it so we're here i'm still trying to breathe no i have not been vaping i don't know what the hell happened like i said it has to be a pubic hair of some sort (laughs) found its way down my throat into my airwaves, making it very hard to talk, but uh, I think I've recovered now, but boy, shit, am I sweating. Like, I, that just, that just got me all panic. hot and bothered. <laughs> but uh, Whoa, dude, It kicked in, like, right during the hay now, so I had to get through that and, like, the, the first 30 seconds with something stuck in my throat. It's tough. So It's hard to do. My, yeah, my system just reacted in a way, like, it increased the heart rate, the sweat's going a little bit. I don't know. Can you see? Do I have pit stains coming out? Oh, I wore a black shirt today, so you're not going to see pit stains. You're covered. You don't have to worry about it, so... Huh. All right, let me catch my breath. Shirt's a little tight today, making it hard to breathe. Plus, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm on a three-week break in between semesters with not much to do. So this past weekend, we broke the, the tent out again for some Camp Haywood time, which always means... Daddy Matt had a few too many IPAs <laughs> over the weekend, a few too many uh, good dinners and lunches. So the old gut's feeling a little uh, pudgy today. The three-week break will give you time to get that uh, that platinum trophy in Ghost of Tsushima. You know, get those. I love that game, man. I absolutely love it. I'm just, I'm now almost playing it in shorter doses just so it lasts longer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel, I'm, I feel I, that. It's a, I believe it's a three-act game. I'm in the middle of Act 2, probably three-quarters of the way done with Act 2, but this game, like other fantastic open-world games that just kind of suck you in, anything that pops up on the map, I'm exploring. Like, anytime a fucking question mark shows up, I don't care if I'm in the middle of a main mission, ADD kicks in, all right, let's go check it out. But I, I just, I love that game. It really... It's as far removed from Star Wars as possible, but it's not. Yeah, it's close. Because of the, of the samurai, uh, I mean, he plays a samurai. It's set during, I think, the 13th century. It, it's it's shot like a Kurosawa film, which is a guy that heavily influenced the Jedi and just George oh, yeah. Lucas in general. Lightsaber so. fighting styles were heavily, and in the original trilogy, were heavily influenced by... Uh, samurai fighting style. Yeah, I mean, because my guy, he has he has different stances, which are pretty much the same as the forms. You know, uh, Mace Windu had a form. Anakin had a form. Obi Kenobi had his, you know, dude bro, two finger (laughs) piece form. Uh, so, you know, samurais, I've, I've got like moon stance and wind stance and this, that and the other thing. And you do switch up. But just I love the fucking game. We've said it before. I think the past three or four shows. Uh, we've been uh, licking Sony's balls, but for good reason. Uh, that console, the PS4, is closing out with some of this generation's best 
first party exclusives oh, yeah. ff7 remake uh Tulu 2 and now ghosts of shima yeah. which is just it was such a great change of pace from the last of us uh, it's the, not the, as emotional and, and nerve-wracking yeah that's that's one uh, but, thing it's like it's just hard to play the last of it it's a great game it's just hard to play it if you have a fragile emotional state <laughs> so th- that game is is amazing and i, I uh, there was an update i think it's coming out in the next few weeks grounded. where they're going to add a permadeath mode like a super duper difficulty and then a pedestrian super duper easy because uh, i even told you even playing on easy that game can get tricky at times especially mm-hmm. in, the, in the stealthier stuff but gameplay is really not what the last of us is all about i mean story, that, that ga- it's great story. gameplay awesome level design but that story is unbelievable yes. and the story in ghosts is 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 very interesting too but it's not one like where the last of us 2 where i, I i've had to play 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 I, I have not played a game that quick in years outside of when i used to do game reviews and i had to get a game done yeah, in, in a weekend or this that and the other thing so Oh uh, yeah, welcome to the uh, video game time show starring Matt and Nick, two gamers who hardly game. Yeah. But don't worry guys, we do have some Star Wars game, uh, yeah. you know, not really news for you, but a segment about Star Wars games later for the question of it the week. It was a good so. one. We got a lot of responses and that's why uh, I, I was talking to, to Bossajan there because he did make the fan response cut mostly because of how he finishes his response and, and he and I share a... Uh, a passion for talking like assholes, right? <laughs> I mean, we we really like the 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 slang, the cuss words, whatever you want to call it. It's one of our specialties. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you, can, you can always get me to pick a question if you put in something really dumb. Yeah, some some <laughs> some bad words, some all caps. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah I love attention. it. So, Thun- I still like his thunder cunts, <sighs> and the other one, the foam heads. The the, the Australian <laughs> slang is just uh, in, in, in cursing is just some of the the most creative in in it the is. world you know uk like we talked last week uk's got some some good they stuff do. There they do too. tones over there in the uk they, they were the originators of the of the crazy slang and cursing and then that carried over to the prison colony of australia where they sent all of their their extreme prisoners so yeah exactly uh, <laughs> i mean that, that pretty much that greg and bossajan are essentially criminals yeah i mean that descendant from criminals <laughs> but if you believe flat earthers that there is a section of flat earthers i'm not kidding that don't think Australia is real. Oh well, you know we all have you have you seen that? I mean, there's there's a group <laughs> of people. Think it's real. I don't know if they're just flat earthers, but they're in that group of idiot. That is like even dumber. Like I can't, you know, dude. They they have a whole backstory. They're like, well, what about the prisoners? And everything. They're like, oh, they they made all that up. The the, the whole reason for the Australia, uh, what do you want to call yeah. it? Conspiracy theory yeah. or cover up. Was that they, they way back when, when the UK or Great Britain were dumping all the prisoners over there, they were actually just dumping them in the ocean oh. and killing them. But they didn't want to, you know, tell people that. So they just made up a story that they, there's this a big island continent in the sea that they all went and lived at. So so for for all of our Australian listeners, now that we know that Australia is fake, you, you have to come out and say where you really live. 
you know, are you on the moon? Do you live on the moon? We all know there's a moon base. So let's let's get that out there. I'm looking it up because, I mean, I know it. Yeah, right here. Some people think Australia doesn't exist. So I'm not <laughs> I wasn't just pulling shit out of my ass. I mean, here on the live stream, you can see it. I just pulled up a Google search and there is a ton of places. The Guardian. So it's not even like dipshit websites like StarWarsTime.net. Uh, Mashable. <laughs> 14 things that prove Australia is definitely not a real place. Uh, Australia's fake. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So <laughs> good times. Uh, Greg isn't real. Yeah, I think Sir Dork has a point. They're 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 bots. Yeah, yeah. These are all these are all Star Wars time bots. I run the accounts on social media. So right. And people wonder why a country like ours is fucked when there's people out there that think the world is still flat and that a continent does not yeah, exist. An entire ass continent that's about <laughs> the size of the United States. Ah, <laughs> I love humanity. Yay. What oh, a great man. time to be alive. Anyway, we do have some <laughs> Star Wars news to talk about this week. Again, it's not, you know, we don't have a, a full lineup like we would leading up to Tross or anything like that. But we have some some interesting things to talk about. And then, of course, we have our fan segment and our question of the week. So we'll give you guys a good amount of entertainment for today and for the rest of the week. So, you know, listen in and, and, and learn, learn a little bit. Learn about how Australia's fake. Uh, oh, there's how... a good one. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. I have to do one a show. That's what Tones pays me for. We got a secret deal. He loves to hear stuff bubble up from my gut. There you go. You got to He calls that. it the Sarlacc. So yeah, that, that was the <laughs> Sarlacc for the show. But yeah, Nick's right. I mean, come on. There's not a lot of stuff. We did get something juicy yesterday that we're going to save for the end here because yep. that's what we do. Uh, but in terms of the low hanging fruit, we did get some stuff uh, Funko wise, collectible wise. We always try to get at least one collectible topic in here on the Star Wars Time Show. And we got one thanks to X Clue. Our buddy Jack over there posted this up. But uh, apparently, there's going to be a new line of Funko Pops uh, dedicated to Ralph's concepts of uh, prominent figures. You know, figures or characters that ultimately made it into uh, the original trilogy or beyond and might have had different names or looked different. Uh, but Funko is going to take some of his concepts of, you know, one here we're looking at is Boba Fett. Yep. Uh, this is the the wider looking Boba Fett with the split visor. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's almost some clones. I was going to say this looks like, uh, like uh, you know, clone series one helmet right it's it's close to the phase one it's kind of got that angular eye slit mm -hmm. uh it's not the full-on prototype fet that jeremy bullock actually wore i mean at one point in time fet was all white i mean us black series people we know that i think jared melted the fuck out of his and so he really doesn't have a white prototype fet <laughs> anymore like i think his charred. is charred black and brown yeah. Uh, but I, you know what? I mean, I, I've, I've talked about before. It's uh, I'm not really going to go down the path, but uh, I mean, pops were near and dear to my heart for years and years and years. I'd say in 16, I started to give the shit up. It was like a crack addiction. Addiction. Uh, I still have over 500, if not 600, of these dumbass things right behind me, sitting in my uh, unfinished part of the basement. But Nick, you look at these, and uh, I do appreciate what they're doing here. I mean, we all love Ralph. Mm -hmm. I mean, those of us that you know fell in love with Star Wars back in the 70s and 80s, in particular. But we, we all love Ralph. Uh, I've got my, I gotta shoot him here. Oh, let me grab him real quick. Okay. I got my. But yeah, I mean, like Matt was carbonized saying. blue Vader showed up. The, the Not that you're gonna see it in black and white, but this again was made because of Ralph. Yeah. Uh, so now we're getting Funko Pops made because of Ralph. 
Uh, but the interesting thing here is not so much the, the Boba Fett that we can see, Nick. To me, it's the back of the box. Yep. Where you are, you're getting the blue-tinted Vader. Yep. You're getting Starkiller, which is Luke. Luke. Not Luke Skywalker. And, and, Luke Starkiller. Yeah, and you're getting the very <laughs> Zeb-inspired Chewbacca. And that's what Chewbacca looked fucked up at first. Yeah, he like, did he not looked, look like a big dog on two legs. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but you can see, and like you mentioned, you know, a lot of the Macquarie, you know, concept art, really, it, it did get massaged and reworked, and the characters themselves still made it into the movies, but... You can see a lot of the inspiration that later Star Wars generations took from Macquarie. Like you mentioned with Chewbacca, you have Zeb, who is essentially a, a different colored version of the of the Ralph Macquarie Chewbacca. Starkiller ends up becoming Galen Marek, Starkiller in the Force Unleashed video game. So they keep that name and that style. Like if you look at his helmet, he's got the goggles on top of the helmet Dude, with I, that thing, kind of like Ray. Okay, there we go. See, we're a dyad too. Yeah. We're we're a dumb dyad, like the dipshit dyad. But I, I was gonna say, I does that, that not look like Scavenger Ray? Yeah, it's Scav Ray. So I mean, these concepts that Ralph McQuarrie had way back in seventy six, seventy seven, like still are being used in right. Star Wars today because they even after forty plus years, the guy's imagination is still relevant to what will work in this universe. So. Yeah. The dipshit diet. I, I, I oh, here it comes dipshit again. Dipshit the pubes back. Hold on. <laughs> go, Nick, go. But uh, I mean, like the, <laughs> like you mentioned, the blue Vader, the Fett, the white Fett, the Star Killer, the Chewbacca. I'm a. I actually like this because it it it, it not only educates people about what <laughs> old Star Wars could have looked like, it gives you an opportunity to to essentially own a piece of history that never <sighs> came to be, like an alternate well, they're history. They're kind of conversation starters, right? Yeah, because somebody sees that Chewbacca sitting on your exactly. desk and it says Chewbacca. They're like, what the fuck is that? That's not Chewbacca. And then Yeah, they're going to think it's like a, one of the bootlegs we've talked yeah. about. I mean, it's been over a year since we talked about Star Wars bootlegs, but you know, you have like Luke Dankwalker. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Skank, Skank. or like Luke Skank. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bunch of the the bootlegs when you when Chew, you first Chewacca. told me about those. Those were, that yeah. was a crazy fucking time. Like people come up with some interesting shit. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan. I I, I like the fact that these are coming out, um, and you know, it just pays homage to somebody like Ralph McQuarrie, who was a huge part of Star yeah. Wars. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not going to collect them. I'm over that. Plus, I'm. I'm talking G's deep on one six scale shit. I'm over a thousand just in Mandalorian hot toys. So uh, the Funko stuff can go uh, fuck itself, <laughs> as we like to say these days. There we go. Uh, but hopefully uh, Nick or someone uh, picks them up or even those of you in the community that still shoot them. I'll tell you what, uh, I think it, H Green 1313, I believe that's his handle. And I'll be featuring at some point in time. But he shot the new Revan pop, Nick. Okay. Woo! That is a damn good looking pop. I mean, he's got his blades posed properly because, you know, you can't really pose a pop, but they yeah. at least molded him with his blades flared out, kind of Ahsoka style. Nice. And that was like, oh man, I almost feel the need to get it. And I was like, no, dude. Can't no. do it. Because even no. for you, I would be like, oh, you can get that one. But I know, like, if you allow yourself to get one, that's it. Right. It's, it would be the Malik. Then, yeah. then you have to have the whole wave. Yeah. It just, my brain doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah. It, I'm getting in trouble with the black series shit. I mean, the, the recent may where they're essentially re-releasing all of Phoenix squadron. I've rebought the whole yeah. fucking set just to have the, the new set. And I already have all of them, but Zeb, I mean, it makes no sense. 
There you go. Now you can do like a like a Phoenix versus Phoenix face off. Yeah, the the derp derp squad versus Phoenix squad. Yeah, yeah. You can do like a mirror a mirror universe <laughs> matchup. So they're not even that much better looking. That's the sad <laughs> thing. Like it's not even a night and day improvement. It, there's going to be some slight improvements, I think, to the paint, but it, it's not like they uh, radically change it. But hey, I'm on the hook for hundred plus dollars or whatever it is. I just looked at that order and realized that I bought another hoth pilot luke and i already have a motherfucking hoth pilot luke you can hawk. i'm trying to throw that one up on the uh swts there we WooCommerce go yeah we'll just start store. hawking my my leftovers yeah. on star wars there we go that, this is net. what you do like once you yeah. finally complete i mean like you are detached from your pops so what you do is every week you put up five pops on this on Dude, the SMTS we've been trying store. to sell them it, they're just i missed the boat i mean i i beanie bag these motherfuckers yeah. You just gotta see. I, 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 I held on them too long, and, and when they were hot, they were hot. I didn't let them go, and now it's like no, no one wants them. <laughs> but uh, according to eBay, a lot of them are still worth ridiculous amounts of yeah. money, but I'm just trying to find that right idiot yeah, to well, spend that type eBay of doesn't mean shit. If you could put the price at whatever you want, if nobody <laughs> buys it, it's not worth a cent. That's what I've tried to explain to a lot of people that still think holding on the collectibles is going to make them rich. I mean, you really have to get lucky with a, with a very... Right rare you have collection. to find another d- dummy yeah i have to find another dipshit matt out there that's willing to part ways with more money than he <laughs> should for a stupid little piece of plastic that's going to make him feel good to finish a collection a wave or whatever yeah yeah i mean that's that's uh, and that's hard i mean it's it's hard to do it's it's not like i'm sitting uh, on a room full of gold bricks yeah i mean like right? the ones that you'll probably be able to hawk easily are like con exclusives or anything like that that you had your hands on that people couldn't buy it, easily we sold a couple real quick and now the rest have just been and they are they're they're the exclusives they're ones people couldn't have gotten stores and it just like i said i pretty sure i i missed the boat on that one so i've got thousands of dollars of little shitheads in so my room if, if there's anybody who's in the star wars time show community uh that wants any pops that that you know are looking to purchase some pops let us know matt might throw something up on the swts store and if you're an actual listener and supporter of the show i will charge you double yeah yeah exactly you pay more right because that's that's your fault for listening to this stupid shit so (laughs) Um, all right well i mean that's really all we had in in collectibles unfortunately yeah Uh, we've we've kind of made it through all the big events of the year at least for new toy reveals i think uh the next big one will probably be in the fall for New York Comic Con, yep. if that's even a thing. I mean, I'm sure that's virtual at this point. But you never know. We may, we may get some reveals here or there to piss people off. Uh, these days, NECA is the company to be angry at uh, because they, they do. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but very recently, they, they the fans have been kind of screaming at them, you know, the pitchforks and all that shit. And then they do the right thing. They're like, all right, we're going to offer these figures. It's Toka and Reza from TMNT 2, the movie. Yep. Two dumb fucking characters, but we all want them. We all need them because we we're all young back then, right? Yep. So we want them. So NECA's like, hey, instead of just throwing it up on our site and then letting bots and scripts fucking buy them all and uh, so you guys can go to eBay and pay triple the price five minutes after the sale goes live, we're actually going to put these on our site make them pre-orders, leave them up for a week, 
So anyone that wants them can order them. We'll get all the numbers in and make our production runs based on that. Everyone's like, yeah, Neki, you're fucking awesome. Finally, you listen to us. We want Mezco to do this. We want Hasbro to do this. You know, everyone was like, yeah, NECA finally listened to collectors. NECA's finally going to allow us bozos that sit up at night at 3 a.m. sometimes if it goes live during Pacific time to spend our money on something we want. We can actually get it. And, and now what does NECA do like a fucking week later, Nick? A week later. They just got their balls sucked by the fans, right? <laughs> Collectors are like, thank you. Someone is finally selling exclusives the correct way. A week later, they have their super shredder again from the movie yep. TMNT 2. Vanilla, Ice, Ice Baby, Ninja Rap, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where they do? Right back to the old system. Oh, hey, he's going to be live at noon. Five minutes later, he's gone. Five minutes later, you can go to eBay and literally, I, I mean, I don't know how many people in my feed were sharing their stories of just scrolling through eBay for, I think, a, it was a $40 figure, a $25 figure already being marked up to 100 150 oh 200 and it's like i don't get this yeah, okay i literally just fixed the system the other way and then you go, i don't know that's really dumb but i mean think about it from a retail point of view nick if you're a retailer and you know you have a rabid base of nut jobs that will spend all their money on your shit on your exclusive stuff because it preys on their nostalgia this that and the other thing why would you not want as many orders as possible yeah. for said figure? It doesn't make any sense. Like you said. Are, are you making any of the money on the fucking black market eBay flips, NECA? Yeah. That, are yeah. you seeing any of that fucking margin increase? It doesn't. Yeah. The only way that they could possibly benefit from. Actually, there is no way that they could benefit there is, from. Dude, the it makes There's no, no sense. <laughs> and it's not just NECA. They all fucking do it, man. It makes no sense, especially for these con exclusives, this, that, and the other thing. What does it do? It's not like it adds value to the figure for NECA. Yeah. It adds value to the figure for the fucking flippers. Yeah. And all, all they have is a sold out store sign now that they can't replenish the stock until they, you know, order a completely new run of it. It, it, uh, yeah, I don't understand that move. Why would you do it for one set? And then for, for a compliment right. to the set, you go back to the old system. Like it doesn't make it, it, that, that <laughs> is mind boggling, but just the practice of selling con exclusives, the way they do, I, I it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe my business degree from Ohio state is, is a fucking waste. But to me, if I knew I had a product that p there's so much demand for that I could sell buttloads of it for a re ridiculous margin. I mean, we're talking, the, this Super Shredder figure probably costs these dickheads $3 to make. Yeah, and they sell it for $40. Or they, they, they'll sell it for $50, and then dickheads on uh, eBay will sell it for $150. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't get that. If you know... If you're doing, especially the pre-order, fucking pre-orders, you're, you're, you're getting people to pledge to buy the damn thing. So it's not like you're going to have stocks in a fucking warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it, Did, can you tell this is like I've, I've lost some sleep and not so much over Super Shredder. I mean, I, I'm bummed out. I wanted it. But, dude, this has happened on Star Wars figures, Marvel figures, DC figures, Mezco. It, it's across the board and it makes no sense. It, it's like these toy manufacturers have a deal with eBay. That's the only way it makes sense because they don't see a damn cent. Yeah. 
once the flipper fucking pays them their money that's it yeah it it, it is the most nonsensical thing i can think of my voice keeps cutting out all right yeah i have calm down sorry that shit just gets me excited i i knew i knew the community was also feeling that so we wanted to exercise some demons before we switched to our next topic i'm sorry if it got loud uh (laughs) hopefully on the audio version uh, i can uh modulate some of that shit yeah you know we'll we'll cut down some of the the high (sighs) it it gets me excited man because it just it's something I, i i i sit there and think about it's like why 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 toy people just let the motherfucking collectors buy the motherfucking toys some of them will buy two or three so they can keep one in the fucking box that's how crazy we are and you want dickheads to get it and sell it on eBay. All right, next up, we got an excerpt from Thrawn Ascendancy. So this is Nick's territory. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and let him uh, recap and read this. But we got a, a new little uh, clip of words and shit, if you will. Yes, more words and shit. No pictures included in this either. So for those of you who are not into long-form novels, I wouldn't say tune out because I'm not going to read the whole chapter to you. I'm going to give you the quick and easy version of it and then just kind of give you a little over, overview of my thoughts of, you know, what's coming up in Chaos Rising. So Throne Ascendancy Chaos Rising, September 1st release date. So coming up soon for those of you who are in the into the new EU and Star Wars. Um, and, you know, we have a new it's not a full chapter. It's a snippet of a chapter that was released on IGN. Um, this week from Timothy Zahn. And and basically what we're getting is a, a, a look into the, you know, what Thrawn is doing during his time as a captain in the Chiss Expansionary Fleet during this, this little preview that we got. He is the captain of a cruiser called the Springhawk, and he is under the command of Admiral Aralani. And if you've read the first Thrawn trilogy of the new EU, uh, that name will sound familiar to you. She is one of the primary players in the third, bo- uh, third book, Thrawn Treason. So already establishing the relationship that was there between these two characters before Thrawn moved into the Empire. Do, do we know what their ships look like? Have we, have we seen Ooh. Chiss fleets? I, ha- I don't know. I mean, they've definitely... Or is it just in people's heads? Because that's what you're supposed to do with words and shit, right? You're supposed yeah. to cook up the images in your own head. They're, they are in your head. I mean, they were described in some of the books. And I, I mean, honestly, I can't remember the descriptions that were given. Um, but they are they are advanced weaponry ships. So they have weapons that the, the Empire... We know me. I, 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 I like ship designs you, you i, I want to like, know if they're if are they cool looking yeah are they angular yeah. i mean are they empire are they more oblong and, and organic looking like so the, they're not, the rebellion they're definitely not organic because the the grisk ships which are the primary enemies now of the of the chiss are are definitely more of that oblong kind of organic style of ship so they're not like that, but I don't remember them being described as as very angular and sleek like. Yo, how do you say this thing? Or did you spell this wrong? Pata- no, it's, it's P- a, that's how it's spelled. P A A T A A T A. Is that the Pataton? Pataton is how I was saying it. So I don't know. Is that in the Galactic? Yes, that is Republic. They heard me say that, and they just added extra A's into here. They were like, you know what? I like uh, lactic, so we're going to make pa-tatis. Yeah, it's pa-ta-ta-ton. Yeah, so, um, so in this in this little clip, in this little uh. excerpt, what we see is a uh, is an attack that's happening uh, by the Chiss Expansionary Fleet on uh, Patatis, one of its neighboring systems, after the Patatans had 
you know, attacked the the homeworld of of the Chiss. So um, it's very similar. What what happens in here is very similar to very standard Thrawn. What you expect from him in a battle situation. So the Chiss expansionary fleet under the command of Admiral Aralani come out of hyperspace above Patatus. And they are immediately swarmed by fighters leading up to the to, you know, the drop. They're like, oh, well, they don't know we're coming. We probably should have a pretty easy time of this. But as soon as they come out of hyperspace, boom, they're swarmed. And the tactics of this this fighter squadron, they're they're very swarm like it's like a swarm of bees. They're they're on you and they're spinning and they're moving in very odd directions. It's hard to target them. Small fighters. So like like uh, what was that? Star Trek three. Uh, JJ Star Trek Three. Yes, kind of like that, where they're like it's literally like a funnel of yeah, they're 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 almost like nanobots, yeah. but chip size, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, very similar to that. So um, the the battle is going on, and you know the 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 ascendancy ships really aren't taking a lot of damage, but they also can't target these you know these fighters. I see. So what Thrawn, you know, in Thrawn's fucking genius strategic brain he realizes that these are you know they're essentially acting like a swarm of bees and what a swarm of bees does is it will attract itself to a wounded prey oh i thought you're gonna say he's gonna release a big ass pot of honey out <laughs> of spring hawk and exactly he, he throws out the honey and they all come to it and they just blow up the honey. Oh, so uh, let me guess so like he, he they sacrifice one of their ships or something well, he plays hurt so he takes his vessel the spring hawk and he basically puts it into a maneuver where it's like rolling over dead it's like starting to kind of expose its, its underbelly so you have a, a large section of the um of the fighters kind of swarm to that which allows the rest of the fleet to easily wipe out the remainder gotcha. and then they what turn around and, and can give him assistance and then boom they wipe them all out um, so uh, do you think this experience is one of the reasons why he had such a hard-on for the tie defenders i think just seeing what little one-man piloted crafts could do they didn't necessarily draw that comparison immediately but it is it is another thing in thrawn's memory that says like hey a a well-coordinated group of individual fighters is much more powerful than just a big ship so yeah it could have definitely played a role in it um you also get introduced to a new character um in this new in this excerpt called his name is samako s-a-m-a-k-o and he is the midship captain of the spring hawk so he's under uh thrawn's command but he is you know a, a, a relatively high up person within that that uh that ship so um it looks like this character is going to play a role similar to eli vanto from the original or not from the original but from the you know the the new eu thrawn trilogy so somebody that that could be under Thrawn's command, he can mold, he can, you know, build a friendship with. Um, so introducing some new characters, putting, you know, and then and then also just putting out that even at this young age, because this is a much younger Thrawn, he was still a tactical and strategic mastermind. He can he can take a, a battle scenario that's happening in real time and and you know, break it down very quickly to figure out how to win in a very short amount of time. So that's, it wasn't anything new in terms of like, oh my gosh, Thrawn can do this. It was just showing what we already knew about him while also introducing some new characters, new races. So it was very interesting. Um, Book is going to be released, like I said, September 1st, 2020. It's up for uh, pre-orders on Amazon now. So if you want it, you can 
go to the Amazon link in the StarWarsTime.net post, and you can get your hardcover pre-order for $20.50. Not bad. Um, So there, yeah, there you go. Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising coming out soon. I'll be on it. Uh, just because I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of Thrawn and his his stories. Yeah, we'll get we'll get Nick to do the words and shit for us because we, we all know I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so. well, you have some words and pictures and shit coming up soon. So right, it sounds interesting. I mean, I mean, I love I love the character of Thrawn. It's just we we've talked about this many times in the past. If you are new, I'm kind of dumb and too many words and shit, as we like to say here, uh, is it's rough for me to handle so i'm gonna i'm gonna rely on on nick to kind of regurgitate this he'll be my my mama bird and he will vomit the thron book right into my face i'm sure he'll vomit it into your faces too right here on the star wars time show uh we got some shit going down in real life news it's got my mind a bit it looks like the big 10 just canceled its football season season. last yesterday uh, when you live in columbus ohio that's some pretty big news because there's not much going on in this little shit town but uh i don't know we got the, the interns text me right now because he's a big buckeye fan too he's like it's fucking over big 10's not going to see a national championship in 20 years uh, the 2021 <laughs> class is going to decommit this that and the other thing they so. say that they will attempt to play in the spring big yeah. 10 conference has postponed its fall football season and will attempt to play in the spring Interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what, what do you say? Everything's fucked up. I feel bad for the kids. I really don't know if anything is going to pan out for the other Power Five conferences. I have a feeling some others will probably jump on board now, but uh, lots of little sad faces in Columbus, Ohio right now. So, uh, yay, COVID. <laughs> yay, not being able to lock down because of freedoms, you fucking cunts. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I don't need to yell again. I already had my yelling segment of the show. Uh, but yeah, so Star Wars comics are back, and they're they're coming out at a rapid pace. I, I don't know if there's a new one this week. I haven't gotten an update from Comicsology, but last week, Star Wars number 5 2020 dropped, and in it, we got some new canon, some interesting canon, if you will, depending on if you are a lore hound like Nick and myself. Uh, but we learned a few things about our buddy Luke. Uh, he's treated kind of like a bozo. Uh, but we also learned where he learned about Order 66 for the first time, the Jedi Purge for the first time. And the big one, this one was huge. This Skywalker loves himself some sand. So that's uh, some of the things we got in Star Wars number five. So uh, as we do, we'll kind of go through, recap, touch on some of the new canon and just, uh, you know, kind of general impressions of this issue. Uh, I'll start with that. General impressions, the issue, it's kind of slow. Not much happens. And like I said, Luke is literally portrayed as a bozo. (laughs) Uh, it's not like he's not having uh, gags pulled on him like C-3PO, but it is, he he looks like a, he's like a buffoon. Okay. Uh, so where this one picks off, uh, picks up, Luke was on his way to this planet. He's been seeing in these visions of this female robed force type of user. So he makes his way to this planet lands there and immediately finds her and then she ditches him and during the ditch she's fucking him up so you can tell she's like throwing some force shit at him so you know like okay he's right there there is some sort of force sensitive user here Uh, but luke again i mean this is a guy that blew up the death star uh he just went toe to toe with his uh, dad 
but he's literally just getting schooled, this, that, and the other thing. They, they make it to this island. He's getting hit by booby traps left and right. He gets fucking captured immediately into a, a jail cell that fills up with water and can kill you. So, like I said, he just, he's, he's portrayed, uh, he's very naive, uh, very gullible, if you will. He, he's definitely not living in the moment. Yeah. He is not using the force as one should use the force. Especially after you blew up a fucking Death Star. But either way, some of the things we learned here. So the character that he's been seeing is actually someone who's canon and has been introduced in the comics. In a Sule comic. It was the, I think the 2018 Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith runs where Charles Sule uh, worked on that. Uh, and they introduced a, a force user named Verla, mm-hmm. who is being trained by a Padawan that escaped Order 66. Uh, so she was established prior to Luke meeting her. So she's someone that knew about Order 66, the Purge. She's being trained by this guy. What the hell is his name? Farron it's Bar. like Farron, Farron Beck or something Bar. like that. Yeah, yeah Farron Barr. Uh, so anyways, she, she knows the perils of being a Jedi, of saying you want to be a Jedi, trained to be a Jedi. So, so when she sees this kid show up like, hey, hey, I'm Luke. I want to be a Jedi. I want to be a Jedi. She's like, hey, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. That's why, you know, she gives him the slip at first. Yeah. Uh, gets away. And then once she learns, that, all right, th- this guy definitely has a connection to the force. They start talking and she explains to him like she's like, listen, motherfucker. Why do you want to be a Jedi so bad? Do you know anything about what happened to the Jedi? Or did the people that have been training you only give you the rosy version of the Jedi? And we're all sitting there going, yep, there you go. There's fucking Yoda and Obi-Wan once again lying to Luke's ass, telling him shit with their point of view uh, added to it. So she breaks it down. She's like, listen, motherfucker. There's this thing called Order 66 where all the Jedi were hunted down. There was the Jedi Purge after that and then you know what this guy fucking darth vader uh, created this this force of inquisitors to hunt us down and darth vader is the meanest motherfucker of them all and because verla has the force she starts to sense something and and we learn early on she's like my biggest force power is i can essentially read people's thoughts Mm -hmm. like instantly she can just feel what they're thinking so not like kylo where he's got to like reach in and really right right she doesn't need to touch your head or anything creepy like that okay so as soon as she is mentioning vader she can sense instantly in this luke character okay he something's up he knows something about this vader guy and she and she's like he's your father and luke's like no it's a lie and she's like no and then she just this is where it ends she essentially goes to kill him again and it ends okay uh so uh, the interesting canon here we we learned who told luke for the first time about order 66 and the jedi purge it it was none of his fucking mentors because his mentors were dickheads yeah they were just trying to essentially say like hey turn to a, become a Jedi. It's not that bad. We just got unlucky last time. Well, it's time you for think you. about what they're doing. They were <laughs> programming him and gaslighting him to kill his dad. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what they are doing without saying you need to go kill your dad. I mean, they, they eventually had to tell him. I mean, Yoda literally in return of the Jedi is like, sorry, man. Yeah. He really is your dad. And guess what? You do you, have to you go kill him. slice his head off. So, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, Luke's mentors, they, they just, they, they've kept the blinders on yeah. about what the Jedi were, what happened to them, and why. Hey, hey, Luke, you ever wonder why there are no Jedi left outside of the, the fucking Force ghost you talk to and the, and the hobo that lives on Dagobah? 
Uh, so that that was interesting. And I'm not kidding. There is literally a a, a panel dedicated to him <laughs> swimming up on a beach, and he goes, "Oh, good old sand." Uh, did I ever tell you how much I love sand? And he's talking to R2. So this is a straight up writer, tongue in cheek, not even tongue in cheek. This is just like, hey, fans, we all know the joke. Here it is. I'm going to add a new layer to it. Anakin's son loves sand. Damn. OK, see, I guess you could go two ways when you're on Tatooine. If you like enjoy your life there somewhat, you're like, man, you know what? You don't have to take care of sand. You don't have to cut sand. You don't have to water sand. It's just there. It's just sand. And it's easy to take care of. With grass, you really got to do a lot with it. Or you could go the Anakin way. You could be like, sand is coarse and it gets everywhere and it makes my toes itch and all this shit. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can dig Duke, like, uh, Luke liking some sand. So, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's not surprising that he has an opposite mind, mindset from his father on that one, but... Um, so this here, so the question about Verla, cause I haven't read it yet. Are they positioning Verla as this figure who caught his lightsaber? Uh, no, that's okay. like, uh, we do find out that the lightsaber was on Bespin. Okay. Uh, I, I believe is yeah, issue yeah. four or three. The Ugnot literally finds yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was already, they, they had to fucking leave. So yeah, he doesn't know. Like Luke, Luke has no idea. Uh, no, th- I think they're just they're positioning her as someone that has a connection to the force, was being trained to be a Jedi, mm-hmm. but saw kind of the gnarly shit that happened with people trained to be a Jedi. Decided not to uh, go So forward. I think, she, yeah, she's going to kind of be a, a counterbalance, I think, for Luke and, okay. and almost come back and be like, hey, uh, maybe you shouldn't, ru- you know, uh, rush headfirst into yeah, this forced Jedi shit. Take a second and think this through. Right, <laughs> right. So we'll see. But uh, like I said, the cliffhanger literally leaves it. She's about to murder Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's trapped in a prison underwater and uh, it's been flooded. So. All right. Interesting. So good stuff there. Star Wars 2020 run. That's number five. Uh, last right. week, re- uh, Matt recapped the Vader 2020 run, the most recent Vader uh, book that came out. So. Keep up Marvel Comics app, Comicsology, comic stores in your area. If you like the physical copies, go go get uh, go support them. Go get an actual physical comic book that you can put on your shelf and stack up. So um, good stuff there. Get on them. I mean, this is right now. This is the best uh, lore that we're gonna get for a little while until that is we get the the actual drop of Mandalorian season two, which is coming in October. I mean, we're we're fucking. Two months out here, people. We're two months away from from Mando season two, and you know, being as such, there of course there will be rumors and potential leaks on the Mandalorian season two trailer release, and that's what we have here a uh, a rumor from LRM Online, which is the new like you know I don't want to say the new MSW because they are fortune tellers. LRM likes to just put out like, hey man, we could get some shit this day or this day <laughs> or maybe this day. And if we get one of them right, Ugh. then we're good. Um, but their their newest rumor here is that we will be getting a Mandalorian season two trailer either August 21st or 22nd um, to coincide with the NBA playoffs, first round of the NBA playoffs. And um, not only does that con- coincide with the NBA playoffs, it also goes in line with Celebration 2020. That's uh, around where Celebration 2020 was going to happen. Um 
so again, not really a lot of news here. This is just a a a, a rumor from LRM. Um, in terms of viability of it, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, the NBA playoffs. I mean, it, it, it's fucking crazy that we haven't seen shit yet. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you could argue they're going to sit on it until what the end of this month is when celebration was going to be. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're like ten. 10 days out from celebration 2020. Yeah. So I'm not, Hey, I mean, it's a good fortune tell. This is a, this is another example of us just kind of missing the boat here because it's not, you can wiggle yourself out of this, out of this, if it doesn't play out, Mm. uh, but you can also become a hero if it does. It it, it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, the the NBA playoffs are going to be going on. That's owned by, uh, I think a lot of times they play those games on ABC, ABC's Disney, here we go. Yeah. We're gonna have an audience. Let, let's blow it out there. Yeah, exactly. So. Tea leaves were very easy to read on this one. So um, keep your eyes peeled, August twenty first or twenty second. Who knows? Um, but it's likely going to play. You know the 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 trailer is going to be on either e- ABC or ESPN. So I know that there there will be some. Do you think it's going to be like a like a straight teaser? Is it going to be the legit trailer? You know, because we have stages of reveals now. Yeah. You usually get a tease where it's kind of just flashes with some music. Then you might get a trailer where you get some actual dialogue in there. I and think certain this is scenes. going to be a tease because you still have all of September to get through. And and like you mentioned, you know, we no longer get one trailer for a thing. You get five trailers leading up to a new TV series or a new movie or something like that. So I expect tease here two weeks down the line, whether it be NBA finals, uh, you get a like an actual big trailer drop, like a, a bigger trailer drop or sometime else during, you know, what, you know, if, if Disney just chooses to use GMA as a fucking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that that's always an option, too. I just I feel like we're running out of time. I mean, the damn show is going to be we don't know the exact date in October. Right. Yeah. Not, not that uh, probably I'm guessing mid mid to late. Kind of, you know, last year they started mid-November. It ran, what, up through Christmas almost. Or at least, no, it ran up through uh, the release of The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what do you want to see in a trailer? I guess. What, what, what would you want to see? Uh, do you want any of the rumors to be revealed? I don't or do you want, want them to see okay. Ahsoka. I do not right. want to see Ahsoka. I do not want to see you know, Bo-Katan or any of these other, like you mentioned, these rumored characters, whether they be rumored or confirmed or whatever, I don't want to see any of those because I want to wait to get that drop when it happens. I don't want to have that like pseudo spoiled. Do you expect to see the child in a different costume? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah. I definitely expect to see him out of the potato sack. I also, so here's, here's some things. If I had a checklist, I want to see, Mando and baby with baby in a new costume. I want to see Moff Gideon with the dark saber and like flashes okay. just like that would work. Yeah. Cause that's not giving away anything. Yeah. Just like some, something with him in the dark saber, maybe show him with another large Imperial remnant force. I, I, and I want to see them like, you know, potentially like landing on a new planet. Like where are they going? Are they going to be going to different areas? Are they going to be traveling around to look for these space wizards that are gonna you know supposed to help uh guide this child along his development you know just small things like that hints of where they could be going who they could be seeing stuff like what what if you get a shot of the of the spur wearing mystery figure from episode five kind of crawling up his back a little bit more yeah yeah again not not nothing too revealing but maybe you hear the 
uh, the, the Spurs again or something. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good one as well, you know? Maybe, yeah, like a tease towards whether it be Cobb Vanth or Fed or whoever it may be. I think that's a good call. Does, is, is, does Mando look any different? I mean, clearly he's not going to give up his Beskar, a different cape. Yeah, I think he's uh, got Has, has he added coloring to his armor? I think he, I, I want to see the, the, uh, the signet emblazoned on his armor somewhere, you know? The mud horn. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, he really is one of the only, at least in the show, that did not style his armor. Yeah, I, I mean, he took it literally right out of the forge. It's as fresh Beskar as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no coloring in it, no dyes, no symbols, no painting. Uh, I think that'd be, hell, if anything, it would it would give Hasbro another reason to sell his fucking 800 Mando figures. That's true, right? yeah, I mean... Give him, uh, I would like to see a, a sweet, a, a slight tweak in, in Mando's kit. Yeah. I mean, I think he might have to. I mean, we remember the end of that episode where he essentially gets fucking burned half to death. So maybe right. they could justify at least changing up some of the uh, the underlying cloth with some new well, stuff. Well, uh, Devin, Super Scounder, just said in the peanut gallery, you know, maybe they should have like their, their clan of two colors. Maybe yeah. they him, him and the child sat there and they're like, hey, you like red? Okay, I like red. You yeah. do red, red and black, red and black, and you're like, all right, yeah, let's do know, it with the clan of two. Baby's just like green. I'm green. I want green. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that that could be cool too. What? Some some uh, no, I, I'm with you on. I'd like to see a shot of. Uh, I'd actually like to see Gideon wielding the dark saber, yeah. but we don't see the target, the combatant. Yeah, right. Like, not, I'm not even saying it's locked with a lightsaber because again, that that's a, a huge. I'm just saying like we see him swing it and cut. Kind of like right? Kylo, like the 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 Tross trailer where you see Kylo kind of cutting through all of those people on Mustafar, but you didn't really have an idea of what was happening. Exactly. You just exactly. see him. Or, like, or, or I think it was the TLJ trailers where he was pointing it at, and we found out he was pointing it at Luke, mm-hmm. but. In the trailers, it just looked like he was pointing his his tri blade at somebody very uh, viciously, like yeah. he wanted to hurt them or something. Exactly. Uh, Razor Crest is going to have any more paint on it? You know, the, again, Super Scoundrel, he wants that pimped out. Pimp my ride. I think that some, like put some twenty twos on the engines. Yeah, the, this is a perfect time for personalization for Mando because previously, like, if you think about what he was doing, what Din was kind of up to, like he didn't really have a reason to personalize anything. Right. He didn't have a yeah, maybe, maybe he let the baby paint, you know, give it a paint job. Yeah. He's like, hey, leave me alone. I need to fucking clean my weapons. Go ahead and here's some space paint. Do what you got to do. Yeah, just don't 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 make it look stupid. So he'll have some a face on the front of it. Oh, here like, we go. Uh, I, I would take this. So so tones from the chat here suggesting. Uh, like a like a, a return to Camino. We'll see a little flash of that because I mean, there's a pretty big thread out there still in this Doctor Pershing character yeah. who was a Caminoan scientist, and we know what they get into. Yep. And we we kind of have ideas about what Gideon wants to do with the child. So I, I mean, yeah, that'd be great too because uh, outside of video games, we haven't been back to that that planet since, since clones. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd really like to see what the clone facility on Camino. Hundred percent. Is it still being run by the Kaminoans, or did the Empire flush them out? Because yeah. again, the Empire doesn't like fucking aliens, and you know, Tom Wee and Fen Ra. I mean, they are as alien as it gets. Yeah, I, uh, I, not I, that that would be cool. I'd love to see love to see i mean did they keep some clone troopers there to defend it still you know are these like old geezer motherfucking clones yeah i mean or are they still making fresh clones that just stay on camino to guard the, like, the facility you know camino is pretty removed from at least from the way that we understood it like it was a hidden planet like nobody knew it was there 
So it's pretty removed from galactic politics and, and, and just the, the general core worlds itself. They may not know the war has ended. Like, you know, you show up on Kamino, you may, like you said, legitimately have either clone troopers or, or stormtroopers that were placed there during the reign of the empire like ready to go like they don't know the fucking war is over <laughs> yeah they're, they're just out there they're like uh, an apoc- apocalypse now yeah right? exactly marlon like brando's character just fucking gone off the reservation <laughs> yeah so um i think there's a lot of good uh, possibilities for for different planets different stories that can be told and just explore you, and just I, i'd like to see i mean obviously a, a flash of the team yeah. you know grief and yeah, Kara. maybe you see Grief and Kara doing their thing because then she stayed on Navarro with him to kind of help out, right? Yeah, I think so. So they, and that was the plan at the end when when Manda flew off and that touching moment when he's got the child mirroring his own rescue when he got you know flown away by someone in Death Watch. Uh, there's one I'd like to see some of the Death Watch stuff. I'd yeah. like to see Young Din. Let's see some of it, like, like training montages. What will be the recurring flashback in season two? Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. the one in season one. From episode one, and I don't think we got one in every episode, but it, it told his backstory all the way through. And then, we, you know, we got the, the finality of it in the end of season one. So I'd assume they'll do something similar in season two where we're going to have a recurring flashback, either dealing with stuff with the child, Din himself, yeah. maybe some of the special guests we've heard about. You never know. Yeah. W- would you be mad if they... If there was a scene that it's not clear, but it was implied that they have found a space wizard. No, no, I wouldn't be mad. As in like fully robed out. You can't even see a fucking silhouette. All you know is that, okay, this this person has magic. Yeah. Like if you if you get like a, you know, kind of like what they did with with Luke at the end of TFA, except before the turn where you just see his back, like you see the Jedi robe. And exactly kind of, but yeah. even even less clear than that mm-hmm. like they're they're in a they're in a, something like dagobah it's lit like that you can't really see shit there's smoke there's atmosphere and you just know there's a silhouette and i'm not even saying i don't want a hood up because then you could definitely tell if it was ahsoka but that, that's kind of what i'm getting yeah. at like they they tease the finding of the space wizard no yeah. that is the main mission that i would assume that is what uh the crux of this season is going to be it, it's going to be twofold i mean yes his main mission is trying to find the, the, the child's relatives, family, like-minded space wizards. Yep. But you're also going to have the fight with Gideon in the Remnant. Yeah, the, I mean, the uh, wrench has been thrown into that plan now because as a Mandalorian, as Din is, well, as soon as he saw that Darksaber, he was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he he probably knows what that blade is. Oh, he, he has to. Yeah. I mean, he he's, he's very... Uh, He's a, a traditionalist, if you will, mm-hmm. to a T. Yeah. So so he's going to want to find out more about that. Um, but I would not be mad if they did tease that find because, you know, even if you aren't up on the rumors and the potential leaks and stuff like that about, you know, Ahsoka and all these other people, then you still know that eventually the show is going to come to a point where a Jedi is found or a force user is found. Um, so I think that getting there or teasing that wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing. If anything, it would hype up people who are out of the know, who are casual fans, like, holy shit, there's going to be another Jedi. Is this Luke? Is it, who is this? Who is this Jedi that they're finding? That's, that, that's what I mean. Like us nuts, we'll, we'll have, uh, probably much better guesses, but just for the casual fan or just, uh, Mandalorian super fans, they've only come into Star Wars with Mando. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, hey, that, that could be that the the space wizards. What's her name was talking about? Exactly. So. Yeah. So I, I'd be down. Who for knows? That. I, I, I would I would say I, I would be I'd be shocked if we don't get Amanda something in visual form by the time this month ends. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, I, I do think it's going to happen, and NBA playoffs does make sense. So, I mean, it gives them uh, time for a basically a full marketing deployment ahead of an October release. Right, and in the end, it's like I think they do it more to sell people on watching the basketball game versus uh, the trailer. Because uh, I mean, Star Wars fans are going to consume the trailer. Yeah. Like it doesn't uh, matter. ABC's just in Disney. They're just trying to get a few extra rating points to trick our our asses to come in and, and watch uh, NBA playoffs for teams that we probably don't give yeah, a shit it's about. Like, I don't. I don't care. I mean, the New Orleans Pelicans are not going to make the playoffs by the look right. of it. I mean, not this year. Zion Williamson was hurt no, for no. most of the season. I've got no <laughs> no attachment to the NBA. Uh, hockey's over for me because the Penguins are a bunch of bums. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, football now looks like it's over, at least collegiately for me. Yeah, and uh, which, which I expect. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, as a selfish uh, shithead American, yes, I'm upset that I'm not gonna get to watch uh, the Buckeyes uh, this fall. But if you really think about it, it, it would it be smart to have dude? I mean, uh, college football? Probably not. I mean, you you saw what happened with professional sports. <laughs> you literally had baseball right. teams like the. The Marlins literally couldn't play baseball for two weeks. Right. And these that, that's what I've been saying is like, because I mean, there, there's some people reacting to this. It's as, it's as dumb as the people in May uh, protesting masks and shit. It's like, oh, my God, fucking Big Ten football's done for 20. It's like, dude, is it, is it really? We that don't big know yet. Deal? We don't know. Like if the SEC starts to try to play a season and five, five starters get the virus, they're going to have to forfeit at least one game. Yeah. You don't know. We don't know yet. Like once, once the Southern, it seems like in the South, that's where we're doing most of our COVID experiments. <laughs> yeah. But it, it seems uh, once they start playing, I, I'll be hard pressed if we don't have teams without breaks. Cause as, as Nick said, we're talking about people that get millions of fucking dollars to play a sport and they can't fucking lock themselves down outside of the games. There's guys going to casinos, fucking around at the hotels. What do you think college kids are going to be yeah, doing? Yeah, I would say college e- kids Even are- if they're trying, they're with other college kids who, who could give a fuck. Dude, they, like the text, UT <laughs> had an outbreak of coronavirus on one of their sports teams before the season even started. Yeah. This is just because they were going to bars and like, that's what they, that's I what don't fucking know. college It, it is do. a bummer. And like all the athletes are like, oh, we've worked hard. We want to play. And it's like, I get that, but they're also kids still. Yeah. And they're, they're not realizing like, hey, you might be a, a pimp. If you get this, even if you beat it, your lungs could be soggy bread yeah, for the next ten say, years. Man, like the, the, the uh, your heart could be permanently fucked about. up. Also, like just because, like, yeah, the the Big Ten's going to cancel this season, and that also means that these kids are going to get another year of eligibility. So it's not like they're losing out on the ability to well, play football. Well, in, in a in a football factory like Ohio State, I mean, nobody we, plays we are concerned now. We're like, okay, we can't win a national title. Are all is Justin Fields going to transfer? Is it is the 2021 20, class going to decommit? Like that that's where these fans are yeah. at right now. And like I, I'm bummed out but it's like I, I don't it, it is what it is. I mean, we yeah. have 5 million motherfuckers in this country, probably more that have this thing. Like yeah. ain't going have. away. 
ain't going away. I mean, we're not maybe like New Zealand who's at zero, you know, Yay. like the, 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 the folks down in fake New Zealand and Australia. I mean, these fake countries that well, don't again, exist. It's because it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, so, so it's they, all fake It's news, easy to but... have zero when you're not a real place. Anyways, so. I think the NBA, they're going to push on. Uh, the playoffs are going to happen yeah. and hopefully we'll get to see the Mando trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Apollo, I, I might check out the Lakers too. I do like LeBron. I mean, these days, I guess really my whole NBA life, because I grew up in Pittsburgh, no pro team. So I, and I was obviously a, a Jordan homer because yeah. I grew up in that era. I mean, watching The Last Dance was. Dude, I watched all of that too. Some of the greatest, uh, just reliving those periods of my life because it was, it was odd for me because I lived in Pittsburgh for his first three titles. Moved my freshman year of high school, which was traumatic. I mean, yeah, these days it's like, whatever, dude, grow up. But when, when you're fucking fresh, when you're going from eighth to high school, and, and then you fucking move to buttfuck Ohio from Pittsburgh, that, that's a little traumatic. You don't know anybody? Yeah, that's tough. Right. And then, you know, he took took two years off, and then they won their last three as I finished high school. So yeah. it was just, it, it was at a very uh, interesting point in my life, and I'll, I'll never forget what was happening to me, but also what Jordan and the Bulls are doing. Yeah. I fucking love Dude, that. And I, the, the last dance just re, recapped that moment brilliantly. Yeah, I, I watched all of it. And as somebody who didn't have an NBA team in their, you know, their state growing up because the, the Jazz had already moved to Utah. Yes, for those of you who didn't know that, the Utah Jazz used to be the New Orleans Jazz. That's why it was named Jazz. They transferred to Utah. Weren't you guys the Hornets again at we one were, point? We too? were the Hornets in the early 2000s. So Charlotte, their team, uh, I can't exactly remember what happened, but like their their team either, tra- like we moved to New Orleans and then they had the Bobcats or something like that. And then then they took the Hornets name back and then we changed the name. We changed our name to the Pelicans now. So it's a big complicated thing. But when I was a kid, I didn't have a basketball team to root for. So I was a huge Jordan Who the fan. fuck decided on the Pelicans? Was that like a fan vote or that the team went with that? That was so the same team that owns the the Saints or the same people that own the Saints own the Pelicans. And they were just like, it's a state like it's our state bird. It's, you know, a, a very New Orleanian thing. And they just okay. went with it. But there was no fan vote because a lot of the people wanted. We have an arena football team that has the best name in the entire state. It's the New Orleans Voodoo. And we're like, just there you make go. the fucking arena football team something else and then change the name the name of one of the really big professional teams to the voodoo i mean at this point you don't want to change the saints because they're you know champions and all this stuff change right. the no, fucking, you can't change the saints yeah pelican just sounds dumb yeah, as shit change the basketball name to the new orleans voodoo and then make the fucking arena football team the the pelicans like yeah, but the, they won't the, do that the new orleans shrunken heads yeah it's 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 weird but yeah i mean that Jordan anyways well there's really there's good. your uh covid sports update yeah. for this episode of the star wars time show and and as the uh chat's kind of agreeing yeah this shit ain't going away and it appears that even new zealand's getting hit with cases now so oh, no. i'm assuming an american sneezed somewhere and it carried them Dude, all the way over they're to pretty that hard island. about their like if you go any if you go into new zealand from anywhere two weeks they they meet you at the plane yeah and then you go to a hotel Good. room assigned to you for two weeks good so, it's the only way to beat this I mean, this thing that's but, how you gotta do hey, it we're, we're doing great uh we basically can't leave our country yeah so <laughs> hunker down folks but um some more news on the disney plus yeah the disney plus side at least yeah and this is this is actually big because a couple weeks ago matt and i were talking about like what the fuck's happening with cassie andor we have heard zero about this series 
from either leaks, rumors, official, there, there was nothing. And all of a sudden, yesterday, there was a huge casting announcement made for the female lead of Cassie Andor. Um, so the, we're going to have Adria Arjona as the the female lead next to Diego Luna in this series. And, and, you know, for those of you who don't really know who she is, she's not very like a huge big name actress, but she has had some prominent roles. Yeah, it looks like she's, she's just now getting her big roles, yeah, right? She's, she's kind of coming into her own as a, as a lead player in Hollywood. So she was the, uh, the female lead in six underground, which is the Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds film on Netflix that came out last year. She is the female lead in the upcoming Morbius movie with Jared Leto. So the Marvel, uh, you know, Morbius, the living vampire movie. Uh, she's the female lead in that. And then now she is going to be the female lead in the casting and or series. All right. Um, love interest, sister. I mean, just based on her looks, what are you going with? Here? I like sister, man. I, I, Me I too. really do. That's what I, I just looking at her. It's uh, I feel like this might be a, a family tie. Yeah, because I mean. What the one big thing that we really need to see with Cassian is how the disillusionment happens with the 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 rebellion. I mean, you can say what you want. He was dedicated to the cause, but he, he was disillusioned. He was like, you know, I just that speech that he gave to Jin in that movie. Like, I've been through a lot. I've lost a lot. Right. He had gotten to the point where he was willing to do anything for the cause without even considering yeah. the the collateral damage. Yeah, he killed somebody. It doesn't matter. Like, the beginning of that movie showed you how ruthless he was. I, in, I mean, in, it, his whole point of being with Jin on the mission was to ultimately kill her dad. I mean, yeah. he kind of didn't have to go through with it. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like her as a sister... Because you could have that ultimate moment where the the loss is is there. You see the loss yeah. that he he mentioned in the movie, and then you really understand his character. Like you understand why Cassian was the way he was in Rogue One. Why he couldn't, you know, trust Jin or anybody for that for that matter, other than K two. Um, I think that would be a really good move. I don't like love interest. I mean, Cassian doesn't seem like he needs one. And well, I, and and also, if this is going to follow the the format of the Mando, I, I don't think in these 30, 35 minute, eight episode deals, it, there, there's much room for like a, that type of like stuff. A I, I think every subplot, character, yeah. every character has a purpose to move the plot forward mm -hmm. towards the, you know, the overarching season plot or, or season narrative or just the series narrative to build into future seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, it, it, it would seem silly. Uh, she's either going to be someone big in the rebellion. Maybe she's the one that recruits him, right? I mean, maybe she she's who gets Cassian into the rebellion yeah. after all the tragic shit that happens to him and his family that gets him all fired up about joining the rebellion and doing whatever it takes to uh, exact a, a level of vengeance on yeah. the Empire. Dude, I mean, you know what would be interesting? And they would kind of have to, I don't know if they'd have to massage things, but it would be interesting if they could figure out a way to do this. Like if she is playing an older sister to Diego, I mean, I'm pretty sure that realistically she is younger than Diego Luna, but like if she's playing an older sister or you could flip it where, you know, Diego's playing. Well, there, there was rumors at one point in time, they were casting a, a young boy and that there was going to be at least a flashback. Yeah. So like if, if, if she's playing the older sister that had already joined the rebellion, and she is the reason that that his family, like his mother and father, are killed because they find you know, like 
they connect her the empire connects her to his family and they they know that she's a, re- a rebellion operative and they go after her family and that's how his his parents get killed and then she tries to bring him into the rebellion and they like that would be an interesting relationship an interesting way for that to play out but given the like the age disparity between these two so Adria is 28 and Diego's 40 so i don't know if you could play her as an older sister but you could play her as a younger sister for sure. Um, I, I mean, I like this move. I like the potential of her playing a a related character to to Diego to to Cassian because we know that the family aspect of this, uh, you know, of what he's lost in the rebellion is why he is the way he is in Rogue One. Um, I think that, that having that tie there would be a really good play. Yeah, I, did, I just when I saw this young lady's image as like they I, look similar. They do. I mean, yeah, beautiful actress, but I it, I feel like she was almost cast to be related to him yeah. versus uh, a superior or someone that just works alongside him. Maybe that this is who trains him in the rebellion. Who knows? But uh, I'm with you as well, and I don't think this is going to be like a, a love thing. Yeah. Uh, if it if it if it were to be one, I think it would play out more like the Han and princess love story. Yeah. Uh, where it's very contentious for maybe the first season or two. And if the show makes it in the subsequent seasons, then maybe we, we get the, I know moment and we're like, Oh yeah, see, they were always meant to be together. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that would be the way to play it. So, um, that's the, I mean, that's the news. This is a confirmed casting. This came from THR Hollywood reporter. Um, obviously there's been no news, like no official announcement yet from Disney, but usually it's right. THR. And, yeah. If they, you know. if they run it, it's, it's not like uh Doomcock and those fuckheads. Yeah, so. so, you know, there's a little uh, bit more legitimacy behind this, yeah, this outfit. Th- th- this one's probably going to pan out. And, and I would imagine within a week or so you'll, you'll get the official from Disney itself. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it was just nice to hear something about the Cassian series. Yeah. Uh, like Nick said early on, I mean, because it, it's one that just felt like it was kind of dead. Yeah, we had no word on it at all. So, and, and this one's supposed to still come out before Kenobi, I believe. Twenty twenty one, man. I mean, right. that's that's what they're <laughs> saying. Been, like, no shooting. Yeah. Uh, the 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 death is still out there. So, who yeah. Knows? I mean, we don't know. I mean, again, with this one, we don't really know episode length. We don't know number of episodes. We don't even know if this is planned for multiple I, I, seasons. I'm or convinced one. at this point in time, unless they change it on season two, that they've seen the success of Mando S one. I don't think they're going to fuck with that type of stuff. Yeah, 30 minutes. Uh, is, yeah, I, I think 30 to 40 minutes tops, probably six to eight episodes. Yeah. And and the thing is, is, you know, you extend your episode time, you pull your budget out. Your budget is now bigger because you got to, you know, more time on set, more time paying people extras and right. set time and all this other stuff. So, you know, if you if you get to a 45 minute long length, if you get to an hour long length, then you are talking about significantly more money in the budget that you have to come up with to, to make the show, you know, work. So um, good stuff there. Glad to hear that Cassian is still at least being worked on internally at Lucasfilm and Disney and that they are casting. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, hopefully positive signs all around there. And we need some because, I mean, honestly, my friends, once uh, Mando S2 wraps, uh, that's about it. Yeah, dude. That's... In terms of guaranteed shit, we can actually see. I mean, everything else is 
uh, up in the air, pre-production this, pre-production that. Got to wait on the virus here. Got to yeah. wait on the virus there. And, so you know, they're giving us announcements and stuff that they can. I mean, you know, we <laughs> we know that Tyke is working on a movie that will start. You know, that's going to be released in potentially twenty 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 forty two at some point. Uh, you know, we, we, we know that the Kenobi series is in the works. We know that the Cassian series is in the works. And other than that, I mean, we have rumors about potential uh, follow-up series in terms of animated well, stuff. Yeah, I mean, we if you believe Bad Reddit, Batch. there's at least 14 Disney Plus series on the way. Yeah, and there's like nine more animated ones and six more live action. Yeah, yeah. According to Doomcock, there's, you know, there's going to be 55 Disney Plus only movies coming out, so... Keep your, and keep and your Kathleen eyes. Kennedy hasn't been working at Lucasfilm for the past 60 yeah, it's days. It's like really Kathleen Kennedy is a robot now. They've replaced George, the real George George Lucas's head is now running yeah, Lucasfilm. It's just like in it's like in uh, Futurama where they had all the heads in the jars. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what's happening over at Lucasfilm now. They have the the disembodied head of George Lucas. Yeah, I think there was, wasn't there an episode where Disney's head was like sitting on a tuna can or something? I, yeah, I think that was. Of the one. Simpsons? No, that was a, fuck, what was his name? Ted. He was a Boston Red Sox uh, player. Oh, uh, oh, the guy who let the ground ball. Ted go. Williams, maybe? Yeah, Ted Williams. But either way, one. like he, he wanted to, actually, I don't know if he did or he had in his will, like he wanted his head cut off and frozen. Ted Williams, I mean, he was a legendary baseball player, so maybe he did. I think, I think that's who it is. Um, but yeah. either way, yeah, so. We got you. Uh, we can out doom the doom cock. There we go. So we definitely can't out cock them, but we can out doom them. <laughs> so that's the end of the news for this episode, guys. All right. Uh, you know, not much out there, but uh, we 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 gave you what there was. So that's going to lead yeah, us we, into we, we our do fan we do. segment for this week. All right. So let me let me uh, switch some screens up here. There we go. We got our slack up, which means it's time to honor the Fando hyphen assholes. Oh, yeah. The Fando uh, assholes. You know, we're <laughs> we're getting uh, to the end of our battle poll now. So we'll jump into right. our last two. Oh, yeah. Matchups before the final. And then, you know, based off of this, we can reveal our final matchup, which is not going to be a surprise. Honestly, it was a pretty straightforward bracket yeah playthrough. They, they pretty much laughed at us when you showed them the number one seed and, and so far that number one seed in uh chewbacca here has has really kind of uh, performed as expected as we see that he he took down his human life mate han solo 64 percent to 36 percent. yep that's 80 votes for chewy 45 for han so a total of 125 votes out of 200 and something who saw it so still need to get the votes up a little bit but We'll get into the notables. So I'll go with notable Han voters first, because honestly, even though Han's a four seed here, I think this is a blowout. I think this is a Chewie kicks his ass kind of situation like we saw in the pit on, uh, you know, in, in the solo movie. So notable Han voters, we have Swit Picks. We have Captain Ordo. We have, uh, let's see, Duke3001. He was in our top five last week. We have... Greg and all of his side accounts. We have Klondike Studios. And, and you know, that, that, that's about it for the Han voters. For the Chewies, we're going to have a lot of familiar names. We have Scion, XTC. We have a Sith Lord of Lego. We have Optimus Crime. We have Fallen Apprentice, who's going to make an appearance soon. We have me. We have Blanche. Blanche voting on Chewbacca here in this, oh, yeah. in this poll. Work more or less. Uh, Baron's Black Series, so Spencer joining his wife with the votes. We have Haywood Pop in here, 
Oh, I did? You voted. I, mu- I must have been drinking. Wild Wing, <laughs> Clatu, Augusto, Tones, and all of the other notable fandos out there voting for Chewie. So, I mean, this one went as expected. You know, I, I, I thought that, that Chewie was going to take this one pretty handily. 64 to 36 is... Is definitely a not necessarily a landslide, but it's a it's a healthy victory for our friend Chewbacca. Um, and then next up, but dude, I were you getting shit? I was getting shit like from personal friends that saw it, and they, they now know that we do this dumb stuff. Oh, really? Uh, Nobody reached out to me personally about it. And and he's like, dude, no way, man. Han all the way. How? Han, Han, Han. I'm like, I'm like, dude, Chewie can pull the arms off a of gun dark. Like, what, yeah. what are we talking like, about? Like, it's not even like in my opinion, it's not even close. It's it's not even close. Because just just think about this. Like, I mean, again, like you have to take this battle as as how you see it playing out. So there are a lot of scenarios where some people could say, like, you know. Given the right circumstances, Han could take this. Han could potentially beat Chewbacca. But in my opinion, Chewbacca is, you know, is an intelligent creature that has shown throughout the movies that he is, he has the intelligence level high enough to be able to to fight a, a battle strategically in a way where he could win versus somebody like Han Solo. Now... We saw a fight between these two happen in the, you know, the mud pit during the solo film and Chewie beat the shit out of him. But if you're saying like this is a sniper battle where, you know, they're in the middle of the woods and, you, you know, there's guns hidden in certain places and stuff like that, then, you know, it may play out differently. But I just don't like I, I would like some of the, the Han voters who legitimately think that Han would win to break down like. How do you think he wins other than like, well, Han shoots first. Yes, that's a meme. It's a it's a, you know, a, a good Star Wars callback. I mean, if we want to use Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes logic. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that Han Solo taking out Chewbacca. Yeah, because that guy has a huge opening big dick shot. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, Raid Han is like. If you can get the shot the guy's off, guy's crazy, man. Like sometimes he'll fucking shoot like four times on the first turn and literally kill a full tune. Oh yeah, but the thing here's the thing though is that even if we're going by Swago logic, which for those of you who know, <laughs> so Swago logic, if they're both zated out, Chewie can't be stunned. So Han gets the first shot off. If he doesn't execute him right up front, then then Chewie still gets his turn. Chewie has a stun move. Chewie has right. a debuff days move with this ground slam. I mean, he, he literally comes in with a two two fisted hammer fist. Yeah. Like that's one of his special Boom. attacks. Like that would break Han's neck. It probably like his, his spine would split out yeah. his back. And then, you know, from there, if Chewie can get his stun off, then I mean it would be an interesting fight, you know? I mean, how Chewie eats fucking blaster bolts for lunch. The guy got shot at least once or twice in the sequel trilogy and just brushed it off. Yeah, he, he keeps going. So. Yeah, like, yeah, all he needed was like Finn to, to put some gauze on it. And then, you know, he wanted to get a little get a little freaky with the nurse once they got <laughs> back to the base. But, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'm a tough guy. It's Look okay. at that shit. Oh, you're very strong. But yeah, I mean, in my opinion... I think that Chewie takes this, you know, I think that Chewie has the strength. Yeah. I think that he's an excellent marksman with his bowcaster. And 
even if you even if you put them in a situation where they don't know each other, where which was the situation that we saw in Solo, like you see that that fucking if Chewie gets his hands on Han, it's over. Chewie could have killed Han at any moment in that fight. Yeah, it's it's no contest in my opinion, just pure uh, physical nature, no contest. And it's not like Chewie's some slouch with weapons either. I mean, the guy as uh, Apollo Apes bringing up here in the chat, dude's been around for well over 100 years, yep. pushing 200. Uh, the guy knows how to survive. He, he's I mean, he fought in the Clone Wars. He fought in the the uh, the rebellion. I mean, he fought in the fucking yeah, uh, every yeah. major uh, age war in Star Wars, so the Age of the Republic, Rebellion, Resistance, uh, uh, Baca was fighting. Yeah, I mean, he's got battle experience out the wazoo, and I mean, right. he was fighting before, you know, and, and all Han, Han wanted to do up until he found his sweet, sweet princess was not fight and just steal yeah. shit and, and make some cash. Yeah, he, he tried to do everything he could to not, to not fight. I mean, you could fight. argue Han kind of brought down the the uh, hero that Chewbacca already was. Yeah, in a way. Like, he, he kind of sent Chewbacca down the dark path. I mean, Chewbacca was a literal war hero. Like, he right. was a... He, he helped save fucking Yoda, yeah, literally. Yeah, saved his life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, with the... Yeah, end. and then he, he finds this asshole Mimbom that turns him into a gangster. Yeah, he's like, now I guess I'm a fucking smuggler. I was literally a Wookiee <laughs> war chief, and now I am uh, a smuggler. Fucking Han Solo, Next to man. a 23-year-old kid who's never flown a ship before. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So that's, uh. that's the Chewie versus Han. And then our other matchup for this week was was a big one. It was a very tough matchup. This was Rex versus Mando. So this was Captain Rex this versus This was an interesting one. It really is. It really is. And I think it was uh, Joe in here, Klondike, made the case, essentially, that Rex has just had so much more screen time. And we've seen him fight so much more. And even though the, the little doses that we got of Mando in season one were impressive... I think Rex just had uh, too much of a catalog yeah. of his abilities. I think like, I, yeah, one, the screen time and then, yeah, just the. And and the Siege of Mandalore thing is still, you know, everyone's still got the fresh. little hard ons from that. Like if so. we did this battle, like if if I put out this poll again after season two of Mando, I think Mando wins, you know, and right. because that's again, you're coming off of fresh Mando People already know what Rex can do, but then you assume that the the legend of the Mando is going to build more through season two. I feel like if you play this this exact battle out after season two Mando, you switch it the other way. It's 60-40 Mando, but who knows? But, you know, we got to go what we got here. So uh, poll, the poll results, 87 votes for Rex, 57 votes for Mando. So good turnout here, over 140 votes. And then uh, notable voters will go Mando first since he was the loser. Clat two was a Mando voter, Swit Picks, uh, Kingdom of Weird, Action Figure Snaps, our good friend Adrian, Mr. Stormtrooper Davis, Nico, Beer Man, Liam, Wild Wing, um, and then Greg and his accounts, Tones, um, you know, so, so a lot of Scion, Drew Toys, so a lot of good people here for the Mando voters. Rex voters, I mean, a lot, we get a lot of them, so you get... Fallen Apprentice, Klondike Studios, Papa Palpatine, Figure Hurts, uh, you know, let's see, Work More or Less. There's a ton of, of Mando voters here, too. So we'll just say 
We got Jared here, Stormtrooper Pete, Manny Bothans, uh, a lot of really good uh, Rex voters here. So what was, what was your thought on this fight? Who do you think would take it? It, it is tough. I mean, you're literally talking about a, a man. He's not a, a clone to me. He's a man, goddammit, <laughs> who was bred in a test tube mm-hmm. for battle. Yep. I'm talking the physical aspect, the shooting aspect, the tactic aspect, everything. I mean, he was also a captain, so he even had those extra fucking chips, or not chips, but programming in his DNA to lead. Uh, The guy literally, 100%, was bred for war. He was bred as a warrior. I mean, to me... Uh, the clones were essentially like the the because they were based off a quasi Mandalorian. They were the Star Wars Spartans, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you were taken from a warrior culture and you were bred only for war. you were programmed only for war. They knew nothing else. Uh, they, they ultimately learned to care for their brothers and some for their uh, Jedi generals. But even as we saw in Siege of Mandalore, that the conditioning through the chips or just their DNA, it was a lot to overcome for Rex. And the only reason he was able to overcome it is because of what happened with Fives. He had a little bit of that shit in there, but also Ahsoka was a was a huge factor in, in saving Rex from his conditioning. So with that being said, I, 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 I have to agree with the results. I do think ultimately Rex would just have that many more skills when it comes to battle than Mando and Mando's an impressive motherfucker. Like he, you know, he makes Boba Fett look like the bozo. I've always said he is, uh, he, for the first time, at least in live action format showed us why the galaxy, um, revealed and, and, and sometimes feared the Mandalorians. Uh, but just in terms of what is under the guy's belt, what we've seen, what we've seen him do, Rex should get the nod. Here. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like we've said, or like I say for any of these battles is you take the best version of, you know, the the characters fighting. And the truth of the matter is we only have one version of Mando so far. We only have seen him in one thing, season one. And to be honest with you, He's looked vulnerable in a lot of spots, you know, like he's he's, you know, got some bounties done. He's marked some people. He's got, you know, he, he he's built a reputation. But what we've seen of him on screen really, you know, he's he's hit or miss in terms of his fighting. You know, like he got handled pretty well by Kara. There were situations in, in, in you know, some fights where he, you know, kind of looked a little iffy there. And, you know, even against IG, he gets pinged. And if he wasn't wearing his armor, he's fucking dead. Right. Um, but in- that, that's still one of the because we've I, no shit. I think I'm on my seventh full rewatch of Mandalorian wow, season okay. one. And there's a reason the number's that high. I'm not like a, a complete brain dead moron that you can just sit in front of a screen all day. I mean, sometimes on the weekend, I could argue you could do that, especially later on at night. Yeah. But you gotta remember when when one episode comes out within the first day of an episode of Mandalorian airing, I will have yeah. seen it three times. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's three. I I I will see this show three times before the first season ends. I then, because it's excellent, just go back and watch it here or there. You know, I, as I've said, having the big screen outside during the summer, 
Star Wars is ideal for big screens. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get the screen set up late. We know the little kid's going to be passing out. No reason to start a long movie. So we've started rewatching Mandalorian on the big screen now. But I do love that moment where he just at the end of episode one where he sees uh, IG show up. He walks up and without thinking, IG just fucking caps him. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm in the guild, dude. He's like, chill out. And then just like that, IG's like, oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I see I see All the right. puck. The- my bad. My, you know, my my uh, trigger, fig- uh, trigger finger is a little twitchy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, IG did just finish <laughs> killing an entire courtyard full of people. So a little jumpy. That's oh, hilarious. But yeah, man, I, I agree with the poll results here. So you know what that does? I mean, that takes us to the final matchup here. And it's going to be the number one seed versus the number two seed. And that's Chewbacca versus Captain Rex. I, that's not bad. I mean, I guess it did end up one and two, yes. so that's kind of janky, but hey. There were some good matches here. If, you, if mean, you're good, you're good, right? Yeah, I mean, I I will say that this one was, I think there was more disparity in power level, you know, power level for each of the combatants here than there was in the force user poll, because, you know, in a, in a force user poll, everybody's got the force. Right, and, it's just how much yeah. how much of the force are are you proficient at? Yeah, and this it's it's really it's I, I mean it's it's more subjective to what your feelings are about people, you know, than than what you can actually say in terms of their battle strength. I think that the right. way that it was seated was pretty strong, in my opinion. Um, so to have I one, do two, three, think four in the I semis. do think the Chewbacca Rex is going to be the closest yet, though. I yeah. have a feeling it, it could be like a you know like a a forty five. I mean, we to, yeah forty five, fifty five, forty nine, fifty five, something like that. I'm I just think, trying to do the math real quick. I, I, I know who I think would win it, but I don't want to reveal it yet. Like I have right. my vote. But I don't want to say anything because I don't want to uh, influence anybody listening to the show. Okay, on I got it. So we'll see. Um, I mean, sometimes I vote, sometimes I don't. Yeah. Nick Nick told me I voted this time around, so I guess I voted did. on the Chewy. So, um, so yeah, that's the end of the battle poll. Keep an eye out this week for the man. I mean, the uh, the Chewy versus yep. Captain Rex. Chewbacca show. versus Captain Damn. Rex at their at their best i made so. you a third place battle just to throw it out there the, Ooh, the battle for number that. three so you would have he's, he's got a loser's versus, bracket han solo versus mando which hey man that could be interesting too so i, I would take mando on that one i don't know man I, that's another one where it's like a toss-up just because we've seen a even lot if of even if han shoots first he's got that fucking best guard man it's true he's got so. the armor definitely helps it definitely helps i mean so. dude took a a sniper shot to the Did, armor yeah. And it didn't it didn't kill him. So it's very true. From uh, Han could get that that quick quick draw and hit him, but unless he gets him right in the neck, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean Han's got a good game. All right, good stuff there, Nick. Uh, we're gonna move on to uh, this week's question of the week. And look at this. I actually remembered to take a screenshot of the question. It was a, <laughs> it was a good one apparently because uh, while I don't think IG is showing our content to most of you anymore because that's what IG does. Uh, we did get some great detailed comments, which means you fando assholes were into this one. So the question for those of you just listening to the audio only I'm version say is: that I don't know why Prime is there. I think my I, I like it. I, I don't know. You know, Nick was feeling a little little freaky, but when he posted this, it's game time, Prime. 
What is your favorite Star Wars video game? What made it stand out? And like I said, we got a ton of good responses. We have 12 this week instead of our usual 10 because we had a little uh, less topics than usual. But as we do on the Star Wars Time Show, we've managed to shoot enough corn-filled diarrhea out of our mouths to still extend a topic-less show into the two-hour mark. We're at like 135 now. We'll easily get into the two hours, so I'm sure we've lost most of the audience. So... Let's see. What does some people have to say? Ah, here's our buddy Basajan, uh, Star Wars Toys 73, I believe. So he chose Battlefront 2, as in the most recent the one. one yeah. And there, there was a lot of those. I don't think I picked too many, but I, I did go with him because, well, just listen. The campaign was sick since it expanded so much more canon and you start as an agent of the Empire and you play all the way through to the beginning of The Force Awakens. Having said that, I need my motherfucking Darth Maul game, you pussy ass cunts. Wow, there we go. He's he's lighting up the fucking the the game developers already. Where's the Maul game? There we go. Uh, There we go. So and that honestly, that was kind of the the general feel on the new battlefront 2 not the original battlefront 2 is like hey i know a lot of people bitch about it and i'm kind of embarrassed to put this out here but we really kind of like this game yeah. it's gotten really good it looks fucking great this that and the other thing so yeah strong game. Uh, a lot of a lot of modern day battlefront 2 stuff up there yeah I'm, I'm a fan of that game as well but moving on with the responses we have swtbs wild wing here so he likes the Force Unleashed 1 and 2 because of the character of Galen Merrick, a.k.a. Starkiller, and the story of the game. Uh, until I played this game, I never thought Vader could have an apprentice. The pros of this game for me are as follows. The character, the story, the gameplay, and the possibilities of using the Force and lightsaber attacks. The negative aspect of the game is that it's not an open world. It's not an open world game. So, All right. Um... Again, th- these are people's opinions, so I'm not uh, an asswipe like most humans are these days, especially in America. Uh, I mean, opinions are fine. I-, I don't know if I would lump Force Unleashed 2 in there, because that one to me took a... Got a little wonky. Uh, ...drastic backstep from the first one. It, it just... It, it, the gameplay was still fun. It just... It, 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 the story sucked. Yeah, it got into all that weird clones of clones of clones of clones of clones of clones of clones. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it definitely took a turn there with like the cloning and the story. But I mean, for me, yeah, like the the first game story was excellent. You know, yes, part of the formation of the rebellion and all of these different things. Oh, yeah. Going throughout and meeting all these Jedi and stuff like that. I mean, I love that part of it. But this game is really about the gameplay. This is about fucking blowing shit up with the force yes. pulling star right. destroyers out of the fucking sky yes this is a star wars action game yeah. not fallen order and it, yes fallen order is good in its own right but get the fuck out of here with that combat if any of you listening to this are playing ghosts of shima that is what fallen order should have been 100 percent. yeah open world 50 to 60 hours you can go in, slash the living shit out of people. It's not like you're uh, swinging a fucking club. You're, you're you're actually swinging a lightsaber that's light. Why is it light? Because it's made out of light! <laughs> I, I, right? These fuckers, these Jedis weren't wielding broadswords. Yeah, Motherfucker, I hate that shit. It's literally a plasma beam that doesn't have any weight to it. And I mean, just look at some of the animations of Cal doing a two-handed swing with that fucking lightsaber. <sighs> 
It's exactly, man. <laughs> you think he's got like a Death Star on the other end of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand that they, you know, that respawn was going for high difficulty, but I think you could go for a difficult gameplay experience without making the lightsaber combat itself so arduous. Yeah, it's um, just, I don't, it, I get that Souls sword play and some nut jobs like that stuff. I, it just, it makes no sense. It makes sense in those games because you're playing as a fucking knight in armor with metal swords. Yeah. Like you're literally, Here, literally you have a guy in a fucking t-shirt and pants that, that moves as if he is carrying a two ton steel beam. Yeah. It's, it was very odd choice, but, uh, so please just hey, hey respawn. I know you listen. I know you're the guy, right? Like it's just respawn. Yeah. They're Mr. the ones respawn. in charge. Mr. Respawn. Please just make the combat like ghosts. Or thank just you. Just give Insomniac a Star Wars game. Please, for the love no of shit. God. No shit. It, it is. It's like, I know there's a joke. They're like, yo, it's Assassin's Creed 2, Japan. Hey, I'm all for it. Fine. It's fucking great. It's awesome. Yeah, there's repetitive open world stuff, but isn't there in every fucking game? Yeah. Anyways, um, back to Wild Wing. I, I will have to say Force Unleashed 1 is definitely probably my top five. Though, yeah, so. I, I agree with that, man. I mean, like uh, that, that first, game just if you like playing through the, the prologue of that game where you're playing yeah. as Vader yep. and you're going through Kashyyyk and you're just fucking destroying everything. You don't even I don't even think you used your lightsaber. You're just using the force. And like that was, you know, the developers of that game showing you right up front, like this is what this gameplay experience is. The first thing you do is like you walk up to a giant like fence, like gate. It's it's like a barred gate. And you're like, oh, man, I'm gonna have to cut through this. And, li- and literally Vader just fucking blasts it open with the force with like nothing. So, I mean, that that's what Force Unleashed is about is just allowing you to go fucking crazy with a lightsaber and with the force. And, you know, I love the Yeah. I love force unleashed one. So good, good response by wild wing. Uh, moving on. Scion XTC, our loyal listener, um, Knights of the Republic always stands out to me as a top star Wars game because it, ha- it was so interactive in the sense that every action in the game affected the outcome of the story, being able to play it multiple times and you could have different and, uh, different gaming experiences every time made it one of the most fun games I've ever played. Um, Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. And, you know, Bioware, old Bioware, you know, who is responsible for the development of the first Knights of the Old Republic game. I mean, that was their thing, is like these narrative storytelling experiences that you could control. And having that told through a character like Darth Revan, who has this, you know, this, this, I don't want to say middle ground, but like, you know, being of both the dark and the light worked perfectly for a Star Wars game. Yeah, I mean, KOTOR, that's an easy top five as well. I don't know if it's it's number one. It very well could be just because of, and I know these days, and, and you can tell our demographic, I mean, it's a lot of old fuckers like myself because <laughs> a lot of the games we were picking were from late 90s, early, early 2000s, 2000s when the games themselves were revolutionary. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a game like Knights of the Old Republic was very, there were few and far between back then. I mean, yeah. you could argue this was probably uh, brand new for its time. Yeah, I mean, what uh, what was done with Star Wars The Old Republic or, you know, Knights of the Old Republic was essentially what allowed Bioware to build the Mass Effect franchise. You know, like they were able to use that game, the Star Wars license to not only 
revolutionized the way that narrative storytelling is done with player control, but then also they were allowed to just play in this open sandbox of planets and, you know, interplanetary travel and stuff like that, which allowed them to, to essentially build Mass Effect. And, and in the gaming community, like Star Wars, you know, Knights of the Republic is not viewed as just, you know, probably the best Star Wars game. It's viewed as, you know, potentially a top 20 video game period of all time because of what it did at that time. And like you said, it was something that you had really never seen before. Right. It, it just, it was just so brand new. So uh, yeah. And we got Papa Pop joined in. He's agreeing. That's always going to be a number one. I'm still trying to get through like play through four or five on my iPad. I keep stopping and then pick it up a couple months later. Yeah, and no, these okay. days, even playing a game like that on the iPad, it's so easy because now uh, PlayStation control- controllers natively hook up to iOS. Xbox controllers natively hook up to iOS. You can stream it right to a big TV. So uh, it's just I've been knee deep in all these amazing Sony first parties. It's like, OK, I'm not going to go back and play a game I love and cherish that looks like it's from the year 2001 or two or whatever. Yeah. When I have FF remake goes to Lou two, but uh, I get it. This is one that I think most star Wars fans that are also gamers uh, will always hold near and dear their heart, especially if they're in uh, my generation, your generation, Nick, it's just, it's unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, I can remember, you know, late, late night gaming sessions with, you know, one of my friends playing, you know, the, the KOTOR games. So, it's definitely fun. fun hey, this was still before like crazy ass internet where you had gaming sites that would post guides for you. Yeah, so no, like that's still when you were, you're like flying blind, like, Oh, should I go to Tatooine first? Should I go to this planet first? What should I do? Yep. What should I say? Cause you never knew, like you could say something and, and, and fuck like, up a whole thread. Yeah. Like screw up an entire conversational thread that could have led you to something down the way. I mean, you know, if you're on Dantooine and you don't know to keep running through those fields until these, you know, the, the Mandalorian keep showing up and go exactly. all the way through. Like you just didn't get that story experience. You didn't get that gameplay experience. Um, so it was one of those things that, that, that really was heavily dependent on how you wanted to play the story that you wanted to tell and how you wanted to build your character. It was very, unique. the, the one I need to go back to is a sequel. Cause I, I never Two. played that one more than once. I don't know if that's because I didn't like it or just the, the time it came out. I think I would have been, either transitioning from college into the end of our lives, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where you just work as a corporate cog until you die. But for some reason, I, I, I don't remember much of KOTOR 2. KOTOR 2 is Out, the- Outside of the triumvirate, only because this would go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not as good because it's not Bioware. Like, Obsidian made that game. It was Obsidian, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's still good. It's still a fantastic. Hell game. yeah, man! They're the, the Outer Worlds, which they just put out. I think end of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking fantastic open yeah. world space uh, Fallout. I if mean, you will. It's it's great. It's a great game, but like, it's hard to compare it like to the original one, just because right. that that storytelling experience was so revolutionary. And it, it was. And like, I'm glad you pointed it out. I mean, Mass Effect. That trilogy, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that was magic on the on the 360 for me. I'm sure I played. PS3. Was it even on the PlayStation at yeah. that point in time? Yeah. It, so the first game wasn't, um, but two and three were. So gotcha. Yeah, 
um yeah i mean mass effect was was a fantastic game good stuff and then bioware like most developers got too big and bloated and probably got bought up by a huge publisher got bought by ea ea still yeah there you go now now their games are shit yeah so (laughs) it's like uh there we go it happens it's literally once the two doctors left that gave it the name bioware because it was literally started by two medical doctors Mm -hmm. Uh, it everything kind of went downhill. I mean, do you remember Jade Empire? Yep. I mean, they literally made like a Ghost of Tsushima, but with fighting combat, not swords. Yep. Uh, in the same vein as as Mass Effect and, and Kotor, this and thing. All right, so good one there, Scion. Thank you. Uh, up next, the renamed uh, Lego Star Wars Tong, who is now Tong Wars. He's going with Shadows of the Empire on N64. Love the game. I invested heavily into that whole release. Bought my console specifically to play the game. Still have the Hildebrandt trading cards framed on my wall. There you go. There you go. That's really cool. Shadows of the Empire was one. I don't think like either I played like short like amounts of the game because I never finished it. Um, But I mean, I know that that is one of the most beloved games of that era as well you know the n64 ps1 kind of era shadows of the empire is one of the standout ones was that like did you uh invest a lot of time into this one no dude because uh, n64 i never had okay. and this would have been like late when did 64 come out that was high school right in the, in the mid 90s early 90s yes late either way i never i never got a 64 so no never played it okay yes i i went i went i was uh one of those rogues you know one of the tough guys back in the day like oh i didn't get snes i got genesis yeah then then, oh i'm not getting n64 i'm getting the playstation one because it's 32 bits (laughs) so 64 bits or 100 who knows but uh september 1996 so yeah i i was i I was kind of like you i mean i wasn't in 96 i was only dude i was i was a sophomore in high school so you know what i was thinking about yeah i was thinking with the little guy like that i mean i don't know if if most people i know most men do but when you're a young male at least me but (laughs) really all i ever thought about was girls girls uh, touching my penis Girls touching my penis, me touching my penis, anything. Like, that's all I thought about. That's it. Yeah. So, no, I was not playing. I was not playing the N64 in high school. Distracted at that time. But Shadows of the Empire, great pull. I know that's still a beloved game even now. So, and I think you can get those if you play any games on PC. Uh, There's a PC version of it that you can get for Steam. So, you can play it through there as well. Um, or if you're one of the unsavory types, I'm sure there's a ROM out there somewhere and you can true. get a, a player on your computer. That's true. Um, so next up, we have Sir Dork 730 Jared in the chat. Um, he said, my big brothers and I would play the crap out of Jedi Power Battles for PS1. I've never played this. I have no idea what it is. Dude, a lot of people have been going off on this because, uh, you know, Plo Koon is a figure he's released. And a lot of people are like, oh, look, I got my Plo with the orange saber from Jedi Power Battles. And this is another one. It's like... I would have been in college probably. So again, the brain was deleted. Yeah, you just didn't have the. Uh, but go ahead, read read yeah, Jared's so statement. You could play as Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Mace Windu, Plo Koon, and Adi Gallia. Uh, each Jedi has their own special force attack. I was a little kid, so I sucked at it, but it was awesome. Uh, also, Plo Koon had an orange lightsaber, and Adi Gallia had a yellow lightsaber. Totally weird. So even at this time, you know, like. 
I don't know. You, I mean, you saw, but like that's that's the weird thing. Yeah, like he calls out because Plo had a blue lightsaber in the movies, right? And he comes with a blue lightsaber and, and figure, but it looks like it was like a just a a fighting game. Like, how did I miss this one? That's what I want. I mean, to there's know. another fighting game coming up that you love. That's, that's that one, hundred percent. Like, I I want to I want to see someone here. Uh, like if if they have as fond memories as I do on the one we're going to talk about, but I'm just I'm looking at screenshots from Power Battles. I'm like, yeah, I, I I'm sure I played this, but it has been completely wiped from, from the gray from matter. Memory. It's, yeah, it's gone. It's just fucking gone. Man, now that you mention it, I'm looking at it and it does... it looks like it started on Dreamcast. Yeah, it's like kind of like a action platformer. I mean, it looks janky as, yeah. as fuck these days, but. I mean, there were a lot of people, and it's because it just had like a weird mix of Jedi. There's what Adi Galia, mm-hmm. uh, is that Deepa's in there? Plo, Plo, Mace, Qui Gon, and, and Young Kenobi. Yeah, I mean, it was an episode one. It was Star Wars episode one, Jedi power battles. So technically, this went down before you even saw Plo on screen because you didn't see Plo on screen until episode two. Um, so yeah, man. I mean. That's crazy. Yeah, I never played this, but I yeah, I, think I feel I've like I feel like a loser. It. I missed I missed out on this one. I have to look it up. Uh, Jared saying in the chat that in the game Mace Window had a blue lightsaber. So. He does. You can. I'm looking at the if you if you go to Google Images, there's a select what your Jedi. Heck? Was screen. this even an officially licensed game? No, it was. Look, this is Lucas Arts himself. Yeah. Like it, this was. But this was probably a game where like the day before it was supposed to go press, George came in and is like, yeah call this guy shit face this guy mookie mook and give him an orange lightsaber yeah and dude like i'm looking at maybe you can get different color crystals jared would have to say but like kiati mundi looks like it's in there he's in there and he's got a purple saber so i don't know what the fuck's going on man oh boy good stuff oh man good call out by jared really digging deep into the uh into the star wars game I- i'm gonna have to vault. i'm gonna have to play some youtube videos of this when we get off i'm too scared to do it now because yeah. it'll blow up my, my shitbag system but hey destroy it. uh he, he was not the only one there was a lot of uh jpbs out there as they say these days there we go uh up next here we go cryo who's not in the stream today so shame on him he's probably actually working so good for him uh, and I, I can agree with him on this one i was a big fan of these games as well but he said super star wars super nintendo my parents experienced hardships with four kids and i being the oldest had to sacrifice what i wanted for the good of the family once playstation came out the super nes became more affordable for them and they surprised my brother and i one day out of the blue they gave us three games one was Super Star Wars. I played it till I beat it, then spent the rest of my free time flying the Millennium Falcon on a mission to destroy the Death Star and save Britney. <laughs> I was deep into puberty at the time, and Britney had just hit MTV. <laughs> oh man! I mean, Super Star Wars. Just- I love those games. Did you ever? Did you play? They made three of them. They're Super Star Wars, Super Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, and, and then, Super yeah, Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. I've never played them, but I have watched like gameplay videos and stuff like that. I mean, that is such a unique Star Wars gaming experience. Yes, yes, because they're it's essentially like a side scroller, like a Super Mario, yeah, like a, like a TMNT game from uh, yeah. SNES and stuff like that. Uh, the mechanics are awful. It's <laughs> one of those games where y- you will want to kill yourself or somebody when you play it. Uh, I, I've I've fired it up in ROM form every once in a while when I feel like being bad. 
but it, it those games I contend if you could get through like Cryo said here and actually beat one of those games, you had true skill or nerves of steel yeah, the, right <laughs> the patience of a saint so because uh, all you that started gaming in the mid 90s 2000s with with things called saves and checkpoints mm-hmm. you had no fucking idea the hell we had to go through in arcade gaming nes gaming snes gaming pretty much anything on a cartridge yeah dude car- uh, the, the best we had were fucking code you'd have to type in to like restore some of your progress. Yeah. I mean, like playing Mike Tyson's punch out, you, like at a certain point, you just knew the Mike Tyson code. And you oh, yeah. By, by the top, yeah, off the top of your head, you just put yeah, it in. Like but a, I mean, a game like Super Star Wars, it is maddening, maddening the difficulty and some of the, the bullshit, the, the hit detection, the lack of hit detection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know if hit detection was a thing <laughs> back then. It was just like, it's Did your just, box but hit it, the other box. <laughs> like, it is a it is a a memorable, charming Star Wars arcadey type of experience. Yeah, yeah, and you know, old like the old games like that are just they're gonna have this nostalgia factor to it that yes. you really you know oh, they they have the the pixel visuals. They're yeah. gonna have like the chip t- chip tombs versions of Star Wars music. You know, even if you know um, that it wasn't a good game, it it doesn't have to be a good game. Like if we said, it's just your favorite and stuff like this. Right. I mean, is a perfect example. Oh yeah, you look at some of these old games we're talking about now, and if you just gave them to someone to play, they'd go, "You're fucking it's like, stupid." Why the fuck would I play this? Yeah, like, uh, you guys ever heard even, of the PS4 or the yeah. Xbox One? Yeah, it's like this isn't even 3D. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Is, why does everything <laughs> look like squares? <laughs> like, but they they could make you a gamer. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, it's probably also why I'm going to have a a stroke at a young age and why I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on game controllers. Yeah. It's because of my time with games like Super Star Wars. Oh man! So good, Up good next, call there. Fallen Apprentice here. Yes. Um, Fallen Apprentice says, agree, Jedi Outcast. On PC, though, I just remember going to Electronics Boutique, uh, old EB Games slash GameStop at the local mall with my parents. That was back in the day when you could return games within two weeks, even if you opened them. Uh, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of Half-Life with the first-person shooting and levels. The game was, as a whole was so awesome, was just awesome. Nothing has been able to touch it since, uh, since for story slash campaign mode. Uh, for a mostly first-person Star Wars shooter. I mean, this game is is really what, you know, touched on that post-ROTJ canon storytelling experience. Because, right. I mean, you're talking about Super Star Wars and some of the other things going on. I mean, like, this is when you're building, like, when, when Luke is rebuilding his Jedi Academy, you're playing as Kyle Katarn, one of, you know, who becomes an eventual master and in luke's jedi academy and it yeah, is you, you can very... actually play this game on the switch now yeah this, and i think the ps4 not xbox one but i know you can get the jedi outcast yeah, for this the is, switch it's not like a remastered version it is just a a the original game port. i think that it or like they might have cleaned it up a little bit yeah, i think you, the, at least the resolution but yeah you had to change for resolution scaling on those consoles but um I mean, it was it was a very unique experience to play as Kyle Katarn in in a first person setting, and you know, just the story that was being told throughout that game. So, well, it was kind of a hybrid, right? Because you you had first person shooting, but it would kind of be third person lightsaber combat action. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I was one. a big fan. I was a big fan of it. So, um, that hey, how come most follow-up? of these games are from like the eighties and nineties? Because we got old fuckers 
that oh, yeah. I mean, no, it's it's literally because we they haven't, haven't really made games. fucking Star Wars games. I will say that that one of the you know the upcoming responses is re- relatively new stuff. So I mean, we had Bossajan that likes the new Battlefront two, right? Right. You know, so, so he's going there. <laughs> literally about it because here we're on the Rust Belt collector. Yeah. And he's going Battlefront 2 with the caveat of good version 2005. 2005. Uh, and he also throws in Republic Commando. So uh, both have strong nostalgia for me, such that I can't pick between the two. But I guess solid gameplay mechanics, replayable missions that I still play to this day, as in Rust Belt, and a focus on clone troopers really stood out to me. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what was huge to me about Battlefront 2 specifically is that you know, the galactic conquest mode, you could literally like pick your planet. I want to play as this, you know, I want to play this and then go. And it wasn't like, you know, it was very, I guess you could say like mission based, like you mentioned, like you didn't have to play through the whole game to play one section. And then to me, what had me going back to Battlefront 2, the original one over and over again, is you could go and you could have a, a heroes versus villains battle on Tatooine. And you could pick whatever, you know, you pick your Jedi, you pick your Sith, right. and then you just battle massive. I just, dude, I just got off on owning the AI. Yeah. And I don't care. It's like the AI was dumb as shit, but I loved just kicking the crap out dude, of computer it was, code. It was hilarious because any this is how the games would play out when I would play Heroes versus Villains. If I was playing Heroes, I would pick Ayala Secura because she had two lightsabers. She was the only person in the game at that time that had two lightsabers. And I would get like, you're, you're basically playing to 150 kills or 200 kills or something like that. I would get like 80 something kills on the good side with Ayala <laughs> and we would always win. And you're playing against AI. We would always uh, win. It's the best. And I would go, whenever I would play on the bad side, I would pick Maul. I would get like 110 kills and we would still lose. And I don't know how, like, are my fucking AI teammates that bad or is this thing just rigged? To where the good guys always oh yeah yeah the the player was always going to be the hero yeah so and that's why like uh, I mean even modern BF two where they did allow AI play Mm -hmm. the AI is somewhat competent yeah you you don't quite feel like a gaming god as you did in the the old version you can legitimately lose AI games and be like (laughs) man dude what the fuck am I not I I just me I loved just how you could you know get in any fucking vehicle mm-hmm. and kick the shit out of people yeah. jump out and then start kicking the shit out of people oh and then get in a, pl- a jet and fly up and kick the shit out of Dude, people that's, in space that's also what i liked about battlefront 2 original battlefront 2 was you had full-fledged space right. combat yeah you literally took off from the planet and would fly into and, and jump into the space battle and, and fly into the hangar yeah, and start kicking the, the shit out of people yeah dude and it was great i loved it like the the that, flying that was combat good. was competent it was yeah very yeah. well made games his other one here though is another uh choice game that I, I, i'm surprised you never got a sequel just based on the, the type of game it was but republic commando and that's where you had the the four almost class-based uh clone troopers that all had their specialty and uh were you able to swap in and out or would each character kind of get a different part of a mission i can't quite remember but yeah i I can't uh, remember how i I know i know one of the guys was scorch he he stands out to me i forget the others it's been a while and that was a game too that would have came out during my college years and and i definitely did some damage so (laughs) Uh, a, lot, a lot of that short-term stuff is is gonzo yeah there you go so scorch fixer sev um, yes yeah, sev are, that's those right are the three 
um, and they were part of Delta Squad. And this is where we also got introduced to a lot of the Geonosian um, characters that were pre, you know, that kind of yeah. showed up in AOTC. But you had Sunfac, you had Poggle the Lesser, and some of the other more uh, popular Geonosian characters. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I would love to see a modern day sequel of yeah. Republic Commando. All right, up next we got uh, Mr. Baron's Black Series. So here, here. here's the young, here's the young uh, people. Right, in, and, in and I picked him because he he was leading with Battlefront Two, but then he switched gears. He said, you know, Battlefront Two and Jedi Fallen Order go without saying. Well, I don't know. Uh, however, despite what most people say about not being a good game, I have very fond memories of playing the Xbox exclusive. He's talking about the black, like the, the first the original one. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Xbox first. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the Obi-Wan game. It, it let you play all the behind the main story moments of episode one with Jedi apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi. Plus, I have great memories of facing off in Jedi Council member 1v1 battles and also laughing my head off with my cousin while listening to the game pronounced Deepa Beliba. <laughs> I never played uh, this yeah, game. I, I never played this game. See, I did, and that's that's kind of why I picked Spencer's. Because I mean, back then, I was gung ho with Phantom S. Still am. It's my my favorite prequel. I like it. That that's for you, Jared. Uh, but he is right. I do remember it being a somewhat competent uh, movie companion game, and the reason it was is because you weren't just replaying the movie. Yeah, you're doing. It was all Obi Wan just doing random shit <laughs> by himself on Naboo. Okay, so you're getting... Uh, and there'd be, like, different missions to do, this, that, and the other thing. So you did kind of get a whole different perspective of the events of that film through this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting way to play, because there have been a lot of... I mean, for all of the the original... Um, I mean, for all of the prequel movies, you had companion games. And then for the original trilogy, you had the companion games on, uh, you know, NES and Super Nintendo, so... You know, having it to where you're not just replaying the story, you're actually getting some additional information in through gameplay. Yeah, dude, the game was the game was literally called Star Wars Obi Wan. -Wan. Yeah, I saw. I I googled it. (laughs) So, um, interesting one. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, again, I'm sure that there are unscrupulous ways of being able to play this again, but um, I never had the the ability to play. I didn't own an Xbox, so an original Xbox until uh, yeah I, I definitely bought it and i i agree with spencer it was it was it was a different type of, of movie game because it wasn't just trying to retell the movie okay. uh, and th- this was also what this would have been 99 2000 so 2000 yeah I mean, it, it's still very uh uh polygon yeah. inspired Boxy, graphics very yeah. square <laughs> uh, lots of angles still in the character models yes yeah, yeah so Good call out there. Yeah. Um, All right. Up next. To- of course, Tones was going to get in here. Yep. So we got X-Wing. He says, since 1978, all I wanted to do was jump into a cockpit of an X-Wing starfighter and take out some ties. When LucasArts released that game back in 1993, I bought my first ever PC solely to own and play that game. I spent many hours cause... perfecting the shield to firepower ratio for all the various missions. An absolute masterpiece of a game which totally needs an upgraded reboot for today's hardware. It would be mind blowing. Um, yeah, I mean, these, these, you know, older flight simulators that really gave people the ability to jump in and, and, and relive those iconic battles. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm another 
proponent of X-Wing. I just just think about what, what Tones is saying, though, and think about the time. Going out and grabbing a computer in 1993 wasn't like grabbing a computer these days. No, dude, it was like... I mean, that thing was probably a... a f- household investment where like people had to you know uh, mortgage part of their house yeah it's like you know you're spending two thousand three thousand dollars <laughs> yes. on a pc back then like that, that that was you know very basic and what it could do but but i'm with them man i remember i had x-wing on the cd actually uh those are the days where anytime you wanted to play a game you pretty much had to load in the media uh, you had to also install it and then it would run off either floppies or this, that, and the other thing. Some games you had to change floppies in between fucking missions. Uh, but I'm with Tones on this. X-Wing was uh, kind of for the same things. I mean, as a, a young kid seeing the original movies, obviously the space battles, seeing Luke in the X-Wing, the Death Star run, all that put uh, delusions of grandeur into my head about <laughs> being able to do the same things. So when the game came out, of course, we all wanted to grab our plastic joysticks and and give it a crack and it actually ended up being a fantastic game that wasn't just like a moron flying game you you had to as tone said you had to manage your 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 ship's abilities you actually had to pay attention to the missions if it was an escort mission you better fucking escort Uh, if it's a a dog fight you better dog fight this that and the other thing it was just it was fun there was actual structure to the missions and not just chaotic flying and shooting shit yeah yeah i mean it is it's one of those things that that we may get an experience like that with star wars squadrons i mean i know that this is primarily going to be a multiplayer experience and back then there was no multiplayer right (laughs) but you know looking at you know the way that they they have essentially not really rebuilt but like we're inspired by the cockpits oh, and the, the power sub- system yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. In terms of managing the three power subsets of, of shield mm-hmm. engines, weapons, you're definitely going to get some X wing or tie fighter nostalgia. Yeah. There. So I Spoiler think that, alert. you know, for somebody like tones or, and I know we have a, an upcoming uh, response that is on the flip side of this one, but like for, for people who are really, who are who are really into these games x-wing and tie fighter x-wing versus tie fighter and stuff like that it'll like, be close I, I don't yeah it's not going to be 100 no, percent because no. i i do believe x-wing and tie fighter and x-wing versus tie fighter they were really going for sims almost yeah flight sims uh, flight sims but not as as brutal as the actual microsoft flight simulator we we're trying to land pla- planes and all that dumb shit yeah i mean this like squadrons is described as a space battle simulator so while <laughs> while the maneuvering of your ship is still going to be important and, 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 you know, integral to the gameplay, it's not going to be like flight sim level. It's going to be a little bit more focused on uh, the we got aspect. we got breaking news. Oh, no. What happened here? Two breaking news. Apparently, the Pac-12 just followed the Big Ten and Joe Biden has announced Kamala Harris as his running mate. I, I kind of out kamala harris as the yeah. as the one who's going to make it that's that's a big one at least over here yeah, Kam- for, for some people so kamala harris she's a good a good woman i'm glad i'm, I'm not a bad pick, pick especially considering that she was basically calling him an old white racist during the debates yeah, <laughs> during know, the right? primaries like that, that's so. a that's a big flip but you know we'll see how things work out but anyways back to fun stuff star wars yeah, so. um so yeah x-wing x-wing is a fantastic game that really like I think now I could be wrong here, but I think that there was a, I don't know if this was released on like 
the the Wii game shop. Like the original Wii had, you know, had their game shop that would release older titles sometimes. And I think it was X-Wing versus TIE Fighter that was up there. But like, I know that they had some of the Star Wars. I believe some of these have been in the, you know, thousands of Steam summer Star Wars bundle sales. Um, Uh, If I actually use my Steam account or use my computer, I pretty much have all these games we're talking about. Oh, yeah, I do. uh, (laughs) In Steam, but I don't like sitting at a computer to game. It's just never been my style. That's that's my style. Give me the fucking console (laughs) so I can just put a game in. Don't have to worry about installing drivers for this, that, and the other thing. Just fucking play. I can understand. So good, good one there by Tones. Thank you, Tones. Your streak continues. Now, I, I actually, I had to cut action figure noob this week, but he had a good one too. Oh no. Okay. Well, at least we so know I'm going to take, I'm going to take this next one. This Nick, one is This one's you. near yeah. and dear. And, and I'm going to see how much I get made fun of, but uh, mutant Jedi Ranger went with a game that I was hoping someone would pick when I saw the question. And it is Star Wars Masters of the Tarascasi. For PS1, which is literally a fighting game in the vein of Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Same thing, 2D plane, uh, let's go. Uh, So Mutant Jedi says, my favorite games growing up were always fighting games like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Me too. I can't tell you how much time I spent in the arcade slapping my quarters up to have next game on Mortal Kombat. Love that! Uh, So having Star Wars fighting game was awesome. I wish they'd make an updated Star Wars fighting game with more characters that have come out since then. But those types of games don't get don't seem as popular these days. Yeah. I mean, the closest that you're going to get Mutant Jedi Ranger is Soul Calibur used to. I mean, I don't know when the last Soul Calibur game to release was, but Soul Calibur. I think Street Street Fighter five is the most recent, I believe. Okay, so they would add in. Uh, Star Wars characters like they added in well, yeah, Vader, yeah. Um, Yoda right um, right you're right so th- that was going to be your closest one but but uh, Masters of Tarascasi and again I think that the, the game kind of got an easter egg in Solo because this is the form of combat yeah. that Kira uses uh, the Tarascasi or however the fuck you're supposed to say it Yep. this game was fantastic dude I mean you had a Tusken Raider as a combatant <laughs> Boba Fett, Chewbacca, Han Solo. It was essentially the, the battle of the uh, the basics with some of the Force people. Yeah. I mean, Vader was in there. Mara Jade's in it. Yep, I'm looking at some of the screenshots. Uh, who else is in there? Vader's in there. Arden, Luke's in there. Man. You had a lot of, like, you know... Yeah, I mean, they had a fucking Tusken Raider, dude. That's... I mean, you're digging deep. I mean, like, you're getting way into the... But it did... It, it fought like a like a virtual fight. Oh, dude, they it, had it, Leia with a dual saber in there. A dual-sided lightsaber Leia. Interesting. Yeah, there's some wild stuff in this game. Dude, you had and, Jedi and, Luke and you had CLS, Commander Luke Skywalker from uh, ESB. Oh, yeah, so the Leia, she's in her Bausch, and I guess uh, Bausch had a, a bow staff. A bow staff saber, interesting. But it looks like you could even do Slave Leia. I mean, who yeah. knows how many of these were skins or hacks, but I'm telling you, this game, as wonky as it looked and as wonky as it played, I can't tell you how many times my buddies and I would just sit in our apartment and just have tournaments with this dumb shit on a Friday night after the bars or a Saturday while we were hungover. <laughs> Uh, like I said, it wasn't as fluid as a Street Fighter or even Mortal Kombat. It was more of that virtual fighter feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some kind of 3D ring manipulation. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but it was just a blast. Every character, you know, they had special attacks, projectile attacks. It was Street Fighter Mortal Kombat, but with Star Wars characters. Dude, the, the, <laughs> the Tusken Raider character's name was Whore. H-O-A-R. There you go. Ah! I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? It's, it's as good as it gets. Dude, there was a Gamorrean guard. Apparently his yep. name was Thok. <laughs> T-H-O-K. Oh, man, dude. This shit I'm looks telling you, people, great. if you can find this and you got a working PlayStation 1, throw it in. <laughs> throw it in. Dude, Came out in 1997. 97. Yep, yep. Oh, man, that Pe- looks people so People still you- selling it. Hey, it, it's still going on eBay for 20 fuck. Uh, twenty dollars. There so. you go. If you if you are a longtime listener to the Star Wars Time Show, then you know that Matt's brought this game up multiple times. I mean, like a lot. I mean, it, it's just one of those games that it's kind of like music, where you know certain games will leave such an impact on you throughout your life that it will take you right back to that moment in time. Yep. Like I am sitting in my little shitty two bedroom apartment right now with my dudes playing this game, yelling at each other, accusing people of cheating and spamming the same attack over and over. Uh, Cause it is one of those games where you can literally just sit there with Boba Fett and like throw punches at the right time. Yeah. And no one was going to defend you. Hit. Yeah. It was kind of no, like no old street fighter with Blanca where all you had to do was exactly. sit in the corner and electrocute exactly. yourself and nobody could. Exactly. Hit you. So uh, I was so happy that mutant Jedi Ranger brought that one up. I was really hoping someone goal. would get that, that deep dive. Cause it is, it's, it's, I guess it's to me, it's like a Jedi power battle. Just I don't know. It didn't hit a lot of people's radars. Yeah. And I mean, look, fighting games are essentially dead now unless you're Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. There are no fighting games. So and I I do think it works for the Star Wars universe. I think a a, a traditional fighting game. I mean, you don't have to have just all Jedi. I I do think it works. So good good one there. Jedi Ranger, especially now with so many new people in the universe like you could yeah. even you could bring in legends, you could bring in new canon, you could bring in all these different characters and have such a robust fighting game. But I don't think that that EA is going to dedicate any sort of. No, probably not, because it's not that. like this one was received too well, considering most people never even knew it existed. And most people that played it said it was uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it was bad, so. I, I love it. I mean, it was the perfect amount of ridiculous for me. Nice. So, all right. Our last one here, uh, Intergalactic Raptor, one of our buddies here. Go ahead, Nick, because he has a, the counterpoint to Tones. Yes. Yeah, so Tones picked X-Wing and then Intergalactic Raptor picks TIE Fighter says it was so cool playing from the perspective of the empire for the first time in a game and introduced new ships concepts and had interesting story as well as being a fantastic flight combat sim i love the depth of the controls and power management you you know etc it was my first introduction to thrawn as a character Uh, i'm glad squadrons is heavily inspired by tie fighter and is using some of the mechanics from it although it will be tough for it to have the same impact on me as that game did back in the day I mean, again, you know, kind of, you know, not really mirroring what Tone said, but like that same thing where, you know, except with TIE Fighter, it is like Intergalactic Raptor says, you're immersing yourself in the Imperial side of things, which really, I mean, you know, for video games, you you hardly ever played as bad guys. And, you know, back in those days, especially, you're always the good guy. You're always playing on the side of like, I'm, you know, we're the rebellion or, you know, with Super Mario, you're fighting against fucking, you know, the evil Bowser and, you know, Ninja Turtle games, you're you're fighting against Shredder, whoever you're, you know, you're, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady and all these other bad guys. Like, playing as the Empire in this video game was, you know, pretty different from what you would typically do in video games back then. Um, and then, you know, like he says, you're going to have squadrons tying into it now with the power management system and taking a lot of 
inspiration from the TIE Fighter game, from yeah. the X-Wing game. So um, another great call out here for... I still think Squadrons is going to be more action-y. Yeah, it's I don't think it's going to be as as sim-like, if you will. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I imagine that the... Definitely the multiplayer is not going to be a, a slow burn type of experience. It will right. be interesting to see what they do with the single player. Like, are they going to make it more like it was in X-Wing and TIE Fighter yes. where it is kind of like a slower play? Like, I'm not thing. kidding. I, I want like an escort mission. Yeah. I mean, where, I, <laughs> where my sole job is to escort transports. Yeah. Just I want that. I don't always have to just be blowing shit up. Yeah. But you know, kids nowadays don't like to just kind of <laughs> fly casually next to their, their, you know, <laughs> their fucking, their That's, buddy. that's a great Han line, right? I don't fly know. Casually. Just fly casually. <laughs> <laughs> so. Cause you always, you always know what Chewie's saying, but you never did. Cause yeah. Chewie's like, Hey, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. How should I do this? He's like, I don't know. Just fly. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I love those guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, Fantastic call out here from your Galactic Yeah, Raptor. good stuff. Yeah. Um, like I said at the beginning, this was a long one, but you can tell video games are near and dear to a lot of our fans' hearts, and I think a lot of Star Wars fans in general, especially if you're yeah. uh, in the generations that listen to this show. Yes. Uh, we all kind of were brought up the same and liked the same shit, and, and video games fell right in line with uh, the, the Star Wars universe that we were so taken aback by yes. and seeing this uh, galaxy that was so far away yet had so many cool gadgets, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately, it's why I ended up in computer science, to be real. I mean, Star Wars has... Uh, dictated my entire life true true so that's the end of the responses for question yeah week. before Woo. we move on to the top five i do want to plug really quick that star wars time now has its own discord channel so for those of you out there who want to interact with the you know the community members who want to interact with me or matt if we're dropping i'm actually surprised people are using it i mean i knew yeah. you would start it and then you would never come back i uh, i drop but- in every now and then <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, we have, you know, people like Liam and Greg and Sion and some of the other members of the community. Klondike's in in here. I mean, it it seems we do definitely have a dedicated, albeit very small group of super fans. So we definitely love you all the best. So Um, just for my ego, I I need that about times a thousand. Yeah. So So for those of you out there who listen on the podcast and either just want to have Star Wars discussions with like-minded fans or want to get in and just have discussions right. with people who you know like the same types of things as you make sure to stop by our instagram page if you go to our ig page you can click on the link tree and in the yeah. link tree is the invite link to our discord um all you got to do and i may even get it up on the website at some point in time yeah so and and look if you're not familiar discord is just a free chat app you can have it on your phone you could have it on your computer um, and it will just, if you click on that link, it will take you directly to right. our server. We have a channel that's dedicated to just random bullshit chat. We have yeah, kind of like the, the, the dumb crap you guys talk yeah, about in the live stream. The, that, that's what we've, we're seeing over uh, there. We have a channel that's dedicated to the artist community. So if you guys want feedback on your, on your fo- toy photo shots or your, your art pieces, you can use that channel. And I may create a new channel that is, Hey, you know, Coming up with questions, you know, questions of the week. If I can't think of something, if you guys have uh, recommendations, you can drop them in there. But 
Um, we, I, I wanted to build this out because I do, like you said, Matt, I do know that we have a dedicated group of fans that listen to us week over week that interact with us on Instagram and on Facebook and other places. So, you know, just, just having a discord channel, that's always open for people to just come in, drop a message. You can have organic conversation. You don't have to worry about it being in a, right. in an Instagram DM or Instagram post comments or anything like that. Um, you know, that, that yeah, is, you can do can some be. wild shit on discord and, and we're not going to do that because yeah. we're, we're dumb, but I mean, Nick and I, we use it for so go and, and like my people that run the server over there, they're running bots. They and- run a bot that essentially tells the entire team what squads they should use against what other squads in which locations if you're in a territory war like i get a report essentially says all right matt you need to play your padme team in b1 your geos in s1 and your ships in s2 yep and that's all done through discord and these fucking crazy ass programmers that write this shit for free and allow people to use it we will not be doing that in fact we will hardly even be using it ourselves i'd imagine uh, but in all seriousness, as as Klondike said, why don't you guys just use Slack since you already use it? Well, we're we're stupid. It's uh, and, also and Discord's easier. Yeah, Discord's easier. Discord is also free and yes, like Slack, Slack gets chintzy on saving messages and this that. Yeah, and Slack things, so. eventually, if you if you get to a point one with the size of your user base and two with your messages, it'll just start deleting your backlog. Right. Um, so discord also discord has really good options for partnerships. So if, if we ever grow, you know, the discord grows to a size where, you know, there's 500 people in it and you guys are using it every day, then star Wars time can become a discard partner. And that gives us, uh, you know, access yeah, to a lot it's of just different a, It's another platform for people to not follow us on yeah. and not make us feel like we even have an audience. So, uh, so it's good for people like me. It's good for that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the people who are already in there, I know, you know, we there's some good. There's some good chat. I, I do ask, like, if you really want a comment from myself or Nick. You got to use the app. Yeah, you, you got to at us, me because we're Cause not. The only way I'm going to know that there's a question, particularly for me, is through an at. Because for the most part, I have Discord notifications turned off. Because you get so many. Unless it's an at. So yeah. uh, if you've been on Discord for a while, you know there's the at everyone, which will notify anyone in a server, and then you can just at account names. Yeah. So, so uh, if you do need something from Nick or I, please use the at. Otherwise, I'm only dipping into that maybe once a day just yep. to see what the fuck you 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 fools have been doing. Exactly. So see if anyone's burned it down yet or said <laughs> something stupid to get us banned. Yeah. Try to. I mean, like I have the channel set up just to like try to segment it out. So if you are, you know, looking for feedback on toy shots or art pieces or anything like that, try to use the artist community channel. And then the Cantina Talk channel just can be for random bullshit. But you know what? Just feel free to use it however you want. This is a free space for all of our fans to go and interact with each other, interact with us. I thought it would be something fun for everybody. And hey, it's a, it's free and easy to set up. So um, Matt will show you on, you know, if he can eventually pull up just the Star Wars Time Show IG on the live stream. There is a link tree in our in our uh, about section on our page if you click that at the very bottom there is a star wars time discord link just click that and it'll take you right where you need to go so wanted to drop that in before the top five but now that that is done it is time for the top five. Oh, you know it let me get it pulled up here this is, everyone's going nuts with all these news stories today <laughs> Oh I mean, yeah, we got this is this is what everyone's here for. This is why we actually have about 10 fans and only 10 fans, but we love those 10 fans and we honor them 
on a weekly basis in our uh, fan segment, which has now ballooned beyond just the top five into the battle brackets, the question of the week. But this is it. This is the bread and butter, the top five. And this is one of those plus one Star Wars fan artist features of the week. I got to pick one. Uh, I, I'm glad this was a week where I got to pick one because both of my picks, I always give them two ultimately are making the list yeah, so I, I don't know if i influenced nick's decision on one uh but the one i got in there i just i found it to be a a beautiful image and i wanted to talk about it but before we get to the plus one the only one the top one we're gonna go through nick's top five star wars fan artist features of the week yes the top five this week i mean like Matt mentioned, you know, he, he actually got both of his picks in there. So Matt's got a top two this week, but his other top one starts off my top five with a shot from Lima four photos with an absolutely top notch shot of five Oh first Legion stormtroopers kind of swinging into battle here on ropes. And I mean, really everything about this shot is good. The atmospheric effect used probably atmosphere aerosol. Uh, the posing of both of these troopers while they're swinging on these ropes, kind of moving into battle. This is probably rappelling down. I mean, this isn't the 332nd troopers that are going uh, to, you know, to Mandalore to fight at the end of season seven. But like, I can see them just dropping down onto a battlefield from these ropes, from their uh, their troop transports, guns out. There's already explosions happening below them. You can see the Boca. Uh, in the little bits of fire coming up from the bottom right of the photo. And I mean, d- this is just a top notch shot all yeah. around here by Lima. Yeah, Ford. Lima, Lima's been posting a lot of these two, and I'm assuming they're, they're customs, they're beautiful customs. I, I fucking love these figures. I love the shot. I mean, the shot's fantastic. Great little action scene, as Nick said. You know, they're kind of hanging down for some ropes, swinging in to kick ass and take names. I just I really love these figures. I mean, it just when when people customize or buy custom figures, you can see the attention to detail that goes into them. Uh, and these guys just look absolutely fantastic. And some of the best looking clone figures uh, I've seen captured. I mean, we're always going to love the, the the 501, the boys in blue. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just love the the added uh, paint styles you know they kind of kept the the phase one fins on these helmets which which gives them a little bit of a different look on really the the clone trooper from revenge of the sith helmet um you could actually go look at this it's kind of a simple setup i believe he's got the dudes hanging from this this braided rope on a wire and i believe the backdrop is just a a configuration of that uh, ubiquitous thumb buster yeah uh, diorama that everyone else pretty much in the community has no issues with uh, but me I've, I built it once and I didn't even build it I had my wife build it in one format and it has never changed that form and I will never change that form I, <laughs> I tip it on its side I tip it sideways I'm just not fucking with it we all know how I react to toy stress it's not good it's so not. it gets uh, it gets crazy <laughs> potentially violent but I mean um, if you go over to Lima 4's uh, IG profile too. I love how he does these uh, grid style, like three shots in a row. Yes, that, yes. That, you uh, know, sell a whole. There's story. not a lot of people in the community that do the grids. Uh, it is kind of a pain in the ass. You got to grid them out to one by one squares, make sure everything's lined up. I'm sure there's an app that can do it for you real easily. Uh, but you're right. Uh, the grid, when someone actually goes and look at the profile, is the 
sexiest way to look at someone's Instagram profile. Oh, yeah. So like, if you, uh, I, I've got that first one, uh, his most recent grid there, Nick, it's yeah. of these two bros again, great atmosphere. It looks like he's using some flooring from that uh, diorama, but it really does just, man, it looks so cool uh, in a feed, like, you know, scrolling, like you said, scrolling down. And like, if you go a little bit further down, you'll see he's got two grids in a row. One of, uh, JKR Jedi Knight Revan, and then oh, one yeah. right below yeah. it of Vader. And I mean, it, it, it turns the feed into a work of art itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful representation of these two figures, the Vader and the, and the JKR here. So, uh, excellent work by Lima Four photos, uh, a, a low follow account, but hopefully he starts to pick up a following only 604 followers now. So if you've, if you're not familiar with his work, go give him a follow on Instagram um very good stuff that's on his feed recently especially like we mentioned these these really creative great photos that he does um so at lima four photos on instagram four is spelled out f-o-u-r really good really good work here i mean uh, i remember we we featured him multiple times i think this might be his first top five uh clearly not getting the love from ig uh, that he deserves 604 let's pump him up all right. Pump them up. Lima four. All right. Moving on. Next up, we have at flyboy1138 on oh, okay. Instagram. And this See, is. I always, sorry, Nick. I always try to guess when I don't fuck up and actually have to post the top five. I always try to guess which shots I'm going to pick. Nick picked based on the accounts. And this is the one I was struggling with. So uh, go ahead. Flyboy1138. Yes. Flyboy1138. So his name is clearly taken from the, from the Lucas. THX 1138. Um, and the, the way that you put it, cause I was going to ask you about this, this force perspective shot, like you said, is really just perfectly executed. So what you see in what you don't know is the foreground of the shot is the, the big sand crawler that you see on Tatooine right. episode four. And then in what is the background, but again, like this is a perfectly done force perspective shot is you know, some tiny Jawas out there and they're, they're wheeling and dealing or talking to each other. And then it's a, a really good, uh, sunset photo here. So you get like a golden hour shot with the force perspective of oh, the yeah. tiny Jawas. It's next just, to the it's a, it's crawler. a, it's a very cool technique that, I mean, it looks like there might be some camera trickery going on here, but it's, it's really not. It's a, as Nick explained, you'll have one subject in the foreground and then the other ones you'll have way, way, way in the background just to diminish their size. So uh, these Jawas we're looking at, if you're on the live stream, are probably three to four inch tall figures. But in the shot, they look perfectly scaled to a massive sand crawler. Mm-hmm. So they end up looking like tiny little Jawas would look, just like we saw in A New Hope or uh, Episode 2 of The Mandalorian, what they look like standing outside their sand crawlers. Exactly. So it is a, as I said, an awesome force perspective shot. We've had others we featured. A lot of you toy photographers take advantage of this mechanic, especially when you're mixing scale. Uh, we've seen people like... Uh, remember the clone troopers remember he had a great shot of a one six scale rex but with one twelve scale guys in the background yep uh so it is it's a it's an easy to use technique but you gotta obviously the alignment is key and your subjects have to be uh, of the correct size and and spacing but it is a dope shot just because of the the scale that you feel from the uh, force perspective yeah exactly so 
Another relatively low followed account, only 250 followers for Flyboy, uh, at Flyboy1138 on Instagram. It looks like he uh, has a lot of different, you know, does a lot of different things with his account. So a lot of fun over there. So uh, give him a follow. Next up, we have a a, a beautiful scene recreation from uh, Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith by The Collection Possession on Instagram at the collection possession. I believe this was a first time feature, first time top five. There so we you, go. You've you've been getting good at this. You almost pick one out a week now because I I've been trying uh, to to share more just brand new accounts, people that, that you know we don't always see, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like every time I do that, they make it into the top five. There, so. I mean, you're picking good shots for sure. I've got I, an, I got a decent eye. I might yeah. not be able to snap them the way I want to snap them, but I at least know <laughs> what you, other people do and when it looks good. Yeah, you know, you know, good art when you see it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the collection possession. So this uh, this scene recreation is from the the Anakin versus Obi Wan battle right. at the end of Rots, and it's the the scene where they're they're you know grabbing onto these two wires and they're swinging at each other and they're clashing their sabers in the air, and I mean he he fucking nails it. He nails the poses of, yeah, of them fantastic. holding on to the to the ropes. He nails the lightsaber clash and the you know the kind of spark that happens when lightsabers hit each other. Um, and just the the I assume this is a digirama shot because you yeah have yeah the I, I went and looked. He actually. He did include some BTS, so they're literally hanging on some black wire from his computer monitor. Yeah, I see now. Okay. Uh, so the, the the background's all all a, a, an image, and they're they're just hanging on some black cables. Yeah, and then he. Uh, but even it's just it might sound simple, but when you do digirama, you have to match the lighting of the background with the subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, posing is always tricky. Uh, I think he did great with the poses here. Really makes them look like they are hanging on. They are swinging. They are making an attack. Uh, I think swapping out Derpy Wan's head for General Kenobi's head was a great move uh, because um, we've talked about it on the show. I think I might have even uh, shared it, but the original Black Series R- R- Rots Obi Wan looked like the sculptor was drunk. <laughs> yes, I uh, Like his eyes were crossed. I mean, he, he looked like he was sucking on exhaust. <laughs> okay? I mean, the, the guy, that, that version of Obi-Wan huffed paint for a living. Uh, so it was a good move there swapping the head out for the uh, GK head because uh, that, that does really help to sell uh, the, the friend killer, if you will. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it, you can't tell either. I mean, like this, this GK head looks, you know, like Rots Kenobi, so oh, it's it's perfect. perfect fit. I mean, the other one is so bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, a- absolutely wonderful job here at the collection possession on Instagram. He's got a lot of great shots up there. His most recent one is Plo Koon with a blue lightsaber, not orange, uh, from the the uh, Jedi Power Battles game, oh, just yeah. slaying some some B one battle droids. Uh, so go give him a follow on Instagram as well uh next up is another i mean i'm pretty sure that every one of the top five that i've gone through so far are first time top five well, this user no longer exists and i believe they changed their name oh. at least twice since i decided to feature them so oh no okay so i don't know what that means i don't know if the, it was someone just jacking art and they keep closing their account but okay <laughs> either well, way we'll go with whoever it was when we posted it yeah so this is so this piece of art i mean i don't know who they are now but it was at 
R A I R I Z Design Rye Riz. And like design. I said, that name was different when I first put it in the folder to share. So wow, I don't know okay. what the fuck's going on over there. Yeah. So and then the Instagram page is not found now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what, what what we see here is a recreation of the Razor Crest from Mandalorian and, and the attack that happened on it when it was leaving that ice planet where the fucking this this like massive. I don't know what it was. It was some sort of creature comes and kind of bites space, and space walrus. Yeah, space walrus. And that's exactly what Ryrus does here is he right. takes like a walrus figure and then just has it attacking the razor crest as it takes I just, off I, the I mean, planet floor. So. It's like a, a sketch. It's a form of, I mean, real ass paint. Yeah. Uh, but it, it almost looks like concept art. And that's kind of the, the aspect that I I appreciated, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a nice little sketch, but it looks like something they are flipping through, you know, Doug Chang's book when they're getting ready to plan out, uh, episode one of season one. Yeah. Uh, so it is, a, it is, a, it's a great little piece of art. I just, I wonder if the artist was ever real. Yeah. That's what I was gonna, you know, now that we know that this Instagram account is closed down, which has literally never happened before on a top five share Cause, yeah because if you change your name it they'll typically reroute your link at least yeah but, but this, but looks this like, literally goes nowhere yeah you just it's, it's gone just the person gone. is gone interesting so um very you know very cool piece of art no no bother in saying the name of the the page again because it doesn't exist but still a really cool concept piece for the razor crest being attacked on that ice planet that we saw in mando so uh really cool piece here and then the final entry into the top five before you get in the match top one is uh, somebody who was actually recently featured, I believe. Yeah, it was I think in, like like two weeks ago. Yeah. Nick, Nick has a new infatuation Dude, here. The, the Imperial Grunt, the underscore Imperial underscore Grunt with a an absolutely fantastic battle, I'll call it battle mode Vader shot yeah. here. And what we see is a, a bunch of stormtroopers and a, a ATST walker on a battlefield going into a, a clash and you see Vader leading everybody standing up on top of this rock that he, you know, that he's positioned yep. on handout lightsaber ignited, just fucking leading his men into battle. I just thought it was an absolutely, uh, I cool mean, this shot is the Imperial grunt excels at these wartime shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of his specialty. This one uh, really stood out. And, and I look at it like, this is the Vader project we all keep talking about yes. and popping little Star Wars chubs over. Like, yeah. this is it. This is just a, a still from that Vader standalone. That's all you need to know, because that's what I see in my head, is this dude out on the battlefield, leading it like a boss, just kicking the shit out of anything and anyone that gets in his way. Yep. 100%. Literally, I mean, if you're in war and you're the general, you're going to be standing up on an elevated position like an easy target. This that's Vader, though. He's yeah. like, let's fucking go. It's like, what are you going to do? You can't shoot me. You can't kill me. I'm fucking Darth Vader. And exactly. I mean, it's just a fucking badass shot. Just the posing of every figure is so well done. The background it- yeah, it's a, this is another one that you utilizes force perspective because that uh, that uh, chicken walker that's uh, one eighteen scale. That's three seven five. Okay, so it's uh, I have that thing, so it's actually not the right scale for these figures. But because it is in the background now, yeah. to make it look like it's in the distance, it works perfectly. Yes, yeah. So just a wonderful job here by Imperial Grunt. I like how he lists himself on his uh, IG about us as a tactical toy photographer. And yeah, that's that's a perfect uh, representation right. of his work. And I mean, this is 
So yeah, it's like I said, I mean, just I'll pull up the page real quick for those of you on the live stream, but I mean, just look, look at this shot here of, 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 uh, Minbot and all those mud troopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Just badass stuff. I mean, don't, don't worry. There's others in the two share folder from the Imperial grunt, but yeah, great stuff here. Practical setups all the way. There we go. So that's all the, end of the, the way. That's the end of the top five. So Matt, lead us into your top one for this. Oh week. yeah. Okay. I, and I knew this, Nick, the moment I saw this image, mm-hmm. I was like, and this is from fallen apprentice. Uh, someone that has been featured before. I'm not sure if they've ever made a top five, but w- when I saw this one, the feature towards the end of the last week or over the weekend, it instantly spoke to me. It's an image. It's a portrait, if you will, of Ahsoka. And literally she spoke to me and said, you will feature this shot Reached in out. the top one. You will feature this shot in the top one. And and here we go. Uh, but in all seriousness, this is a banger of a portrait of Ahsoka. Uh, I think this is the the this is Rebels. new Ahsoka. Okay, yeah. I don't know if it's the actual Clone Wars Ahsoka that we all want, or if it's the new but not new Ahsoka from the Phoenix set. Uh, either way, she looks a little bit better than the Ahsoka I know I have. It doesn't really matter. What matters is it's a shot of Ahsoka watching probably for the first time the uh hollow footage of anakin bowing down to his new master in in palpatine and the look on her face you can literally see her soul being crushed seeing this scene so i I almost take it like maybe this is what she watched after her and rex you know buried all the the 332nd and, and they took off and she finally had time to really sit down and reflect on all the bullshit that just went down Right. Yeah. Uh, she was hearing from Maul that Anakin was getting squirrely. He wasn't going to believe into it. Then she feels Anakin's turn. Probably still didn't quite know what to feel. Went through all the shit with Rex and the clones trying to murder her. Saved Rex. Saved herself and got out. Now she has that time to actually go back and and verify uh, what Maul was teasing and what she knows. We all know that Ahsoka. She knew. Mm-hmm. She knew. She heard it. She heard Anakin reach out and cry out into the force and say, what have I done? Yep. And this is to me, this is how I'm interpreting again. This is her just sitting there and, and verifying what she already knew in her heart. Now she is seeing it with her eyes and you can just tell she's, she's, she's devastated. And that's why this shot is my top one because Fallen Apprentice took a, a portrait setup, which is just static and added a to me at least a a story to it yeah there's a story behind this you can feel ahsoka's emotions you know what she's experiencing right now and and somehow he coaxed that out of a a plastic face that you can't really do much about i mean unless you're a photoshop master you can't really change the the way their eyes look or their mouth or their cheeks or wrinkle here, this, that, and the other thing to, you know, uh, mimic what someone's face would do while they experience an emotion. So I, I just loved it. I mean, I'm always going to be a, a, a portrait lover because that's what I do. You know, we're, we're kind of in the class of not doing uh, really interesting setups, but you can also, being in portrait photography, sometimes put out stuff that is artistic and this is to me a very artistic shot evokes emotion for sure and i mean the the way that he captured the lighting as well you know having the reflection or the light reflecting off her face i mean just an absolutely beautiful shot here all around by 
at Fallen Apprentice on Instagram. Uh, another low follow account. So make sure make sure that all of these people that we featured uh, this week in the top five, their account sees a li- at least a little bit of a boost from the Star Wars yeah, time Fallen community. Apprentice is, is just, it's one of those where it's like, all right, are they not posting enough or did they piss on Mark Zuckerberg's Cheerios? Yeah, I know. Because like what <laughs> I know Fallen Apprentice has been around for a while and to still only have 723. And if you just go look through the gallery... I mean, this person puts out shots, final shots. I mean, the, the the quality there is up there with some of the bigger names in the game. Yeah, man. I mean, just really awesome work. A lot of different, uh, you know, figure focuses as well. I mean, you can see Lego right. photography. You can see pop photography. You can see egg attack, you know, stuff. You can see a lot of different styles of figures here i mean clearly you have black series as well he's he's doing a lot of the digirama stuff too there's Mm -hmm. always behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff so yeah i mean the fallen apprentice one to check out it is odd Mm -hmm. uh, why why the followers are so low and there there isn't a ton of traction on shots i feel that pain i too am stuck in the three to four hundreds and i know i'm sorry tones i know Your your issue's even worse, but hey, that is the Instagram life for you, and that is at Fallen Apprentice. Definitely recommend for a follow. Lovely Ahsoka shot. There we go. We have spoken your names. All right, that is the end of the top one, the end of the top five, and the end of the show. So, Matt, take us to the All dance. Right, let's do it. It's time to shimmy and shake. Move those shoulders. Shimmy and shake. Squeeze your glutes. All right dance is over we just did it we know why we did it if you're new now i'm gonna tell you why we just did that no we're not a bunch of douchebags we are the star wars time show Woohoo! and you can always get our content over on starwarstime.net that's where you can subscribe to our podcast we are on pretty much every damn platform out there starting with the big ones like apple google spotify pandora let's do it we're on the big boy platforms get subscribed And if you do, we would love for you to leave us a nice little rating or review of our dumb little show. It helps. We're still stuck at 28 on iTunes. If I don't see that in the 30s by next week, which I won't, so I'm not going to pledge anything crazy, I will rip out one of my nose hairs live on camera. All right? So let's go. It's not hard. Those of you listening, I'm sure the the super fans, the fan fando a holes, they they've probably done it. Actually, they probably haven't because they're probably lazy asses like Nick and myself. So keep it up, ratings, reviews. If you prefer it on YouTube, we typically do this little shit show on Tuesdays on our YouTube channel, live stream style. It'll also be there in the archives if you need to check it out. And of course, you can always check out episodes on StarWarsTime.net. Your home for all things Star Wars Time Show nonsense. All right, my friends, keep it up. Spread it around. We need more hardcore fans. Keep using the hashtag. If you want to get in the top five, you got to use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Check out the account on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show for the question of the week. Nick Nick usually drops it Sunday or Monday. Get in. Get a mention. You can become not famous. Woohoo! That's how we roll over here. And as we always say, why do you want to do this stuff? Well, there's always time for the Star Wars Time Show. Get it? It's right in the name. And besides, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Oh, wait.